0: Welcome to the Nintendo Power Zone. We are a videocast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Nintendo related topics as always I'm your host Nice One and I'm joined today by Jaden Winsong and Brendan Blues making his return back to the Nintendo Power Zone after being gone for a month. Welcome back guys. How do you feel to be back?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um I just moved. Those of you watching on the video portion of the podcast, you'll see the new kind of background behind me. Um still getting a bit situated, but um glad to be in a new home, new setup. And uh how about you J Jay- Jaden? Uh doing well. Things are going crazy as as normal, but uh
2: I have I've managed to square time away for uh for this and that. So glad to be here.
0: Oh, man, I live in crazy town right now, man. Too much stuff is going down. That was supposed to be a Nintendo Direct on September 6th. uh, But due to the earthquake in Hokkaido, Nintendo took the proper steps and delayed their Direct. Uh, They delayed it seven days, so it was rescheduled for the 13th of this month. And they announced so much. And they did it in about 38 minutes, which... I gotta say, that's so much longer than what they presented us at E3, and I honestly want to say that this should have been what E3 was, uh, because there was a lot here. There was so much here. All these announcements got me so hyped. Uh, But there's a bunch of other major news that we need to cover, so why don't we just go ahead and slide into the powered-up news. And for our first story, all right. so there's a new exhibit in London, and it's going to be exploring the art of Splatoon and if you guys have read this article, it's brought to you by Nintendo Life. Uh, they are a UK-based uh, Nintendo fan site, and they have all these great pictures that show the exhibit off, right down to concept art of the of the uh, Inklings when they were still in their bunny form. Hmm. So there, it's not just Splatoon. There's a whole bunch of other games there. The exhibit is called Video Games Design. Disrupt and it aims to explore the medium of gaming since the mid 2000s. So it's a small slice of gaming, it's not even you know the whole like 50 year plus history of video games, it's literally just you know the last 20 or you know 15 or so 18 or so years. There we go. <laughs> but, but yeah, just all flustered today, right? But yeah, there is a whole lot of just Awesome Splatoon stuff to look at, and if you guys are watching the video version, uh, the raw version won't have any imagery of it up, but I will make sure to post images of this exhibit up on the finalized edited version of this episode. And yeah, I really dig this. Have you guys taken a look at this exhibit yet?
1: Um, More or less. Um, I've only seen a couple screenshots from around the museum, but one thing that I think is interesting is compared to I Own the Splatoon art book. And I was, and I heard about it. I was like, "Well, how could they outdo the art book? The art book's already so complete." And it really is just a, a grand history, um, as as from the past eighteen years, not just of Splatoon, um, but just at, of gaming. But to see the Splatoon stuff, that's it's a lot more in depth. Um, I believe the article talks about how it's about the design and that concept art. Is, very integral to just like the origins and design origins of the game, which is something you don't get to see really in the Splatoon art book.
0: And just for, every, you know, for the sake of letting everybody know what you can expect to see in this exhibit, there is a video on bbc.co.uk. You can actually see a video of what is actually in the museum. Um, and it's really cool. I, I implore you guys to take a look at this exhibit uh, because it's definitely not coming stateside, guys. It's unfortunate But, yeah, it seems like every other region of the world gets much more Splatoon love than the U.S. Uh, Anyhow, (laughs) let's go ahead and slide into the next topic. This is one that has me really excited. So, The Legend of Zelda may be coming to Universal Studios' Islands of Adventure, and this comes from ThemeParkUniversity.com. Now, ThemeParkUniversity.com is a site that I frequent a lot because I live in Florida. I go to a lot of theme parks. And they're pretty accurate with their sources. And what they're saying is that uh, The Legend of Zelda is going to take over the Lost... uh, So it's going to take over the Eighth Voyage of Sinbad ride, which is a water ride that's been defunct for a long time. That ride hasn't been open in at least five years. And this goes along with the expansion that they're supposed to be doing on the Universal Studios side. So for those who don't know... Universal Studios Florida is actually two theme parks, so it's three. There's a water park, there's the Islands of Adventure, which includes Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, Marvel superheroes, Heroes, uh, comic strip stuff from, like, syndicated newspapers, and some other stuff. And what they're going to do is they're going to bulldoze, like, the, the Lost World section, or the Lost Continent section, which has all these lame defunct rides, And they're supposedly going to restructure that into being a Legend of Zelda section. And if you go back to the initial reports for Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Florida, they did have a Legend of Zelda section that they had decided to scrap because it didn't fit in the overall space that they had. Now the problem with this is is this is counterintuitive to an earlier report that we got that said that Universal Studios was building a third theme park with the Nintendo section being outside of the main two parks that are currently existing. So we're getting conflicting reports, but the park university they were the people who gave us the initial concept art. So I'm I'm willing to believe that their sources are accurate. I'm excited about this, especially now that Breath of the Wild has completely revitalized what the Legend of Zelda franchise is. It makes me think that the expansions that they plan on doing could incorporate a little bit of that Breath of the Wild uh, art style. Uh, I would prefer that over the traditional, you know, uh, classic Legend of Zelda stuff like uh, Ocarina of Time, or Jura's Mask, or A Link to the Past. I would like to see them incorporate the stuff that is more current. Any thoughts on this?
2: I think it's a good idea. I mean, from a, um, a business standpoint, uh, it gives us a taste of what uh, the Nintendo theme park could and would be. So, um, I don't even know if we're supposed to be getting the Nintendo theme park in America. I know it's a Japan thing. I, I don't know if they've confirmed the America release yet.
0: They confirmed the America release. They just,
2: they no have not huh?
0: determine what they're building. Yeah. They just said around 2022. So, five yeah. years from now four years from now but what we do know is coming to the park is pokemon uh will be replacing yes. the children's section of the uh of islands of adventure and we know that super nintendo world the mario section is supposed to take over a, a slot in the actual universal side of things maybe replacing the et and woody woodpecker section um that being said all of this is conjecture we still have no finality from uh, we have nowhere from universal themselves as to where they intend to build the super nintendo world sections of their park all of this is rumor until otherwise confirmed but i do think it's safe to say that they're at least exploring these ideas so i'm super yeah. excited brendan any thoughts i mean i
1: think you guys have already kind of summed it up um there's the reports of a zelda theme park is huge um it does conflict the other reports, which makes us wonder, I suppose. But I feel it's all good because it's gonna happen in 2022, and once that happens, it'll it'll be what we want. <laughs> I think you just sort of let them build it and we will come. Yeah, there
2: Honestly, are still times
1: looks- for uh for, for, for
2: plans to change between now and then. So yeah.
0: I agree. And we all know that Nintendo has a really Big, you know, idea for what this theme park is, and they are very deeply invested in in making this park work. They are working alongside Universal Studios to make all of these attractions, and Miyamoto himself is working on these rides and and all and the aesthetics of this. So, I think we're going to talk about this for years to come. But I think we know that it's actually in safe hands with the people at Universal and the people at Nintendo because we know Nintendo can deliver quality, and we know that. Universal Studios knows how to make roller coasters, rides, and all that stuff. they' I prefer Universal Studios over Disney World. So, and they're both yeah, me- about a now. track for me.
2: Definitely, you know, I, I, I wanted. I just want to say it here. The other thing that Universal is really good at doing is they're really good at um, uh, what is it? Collaborating with gaming companies for bit. The big, the big one being Monster Hunter. Uh, with uh, in in USJ, Universal Studios Japan. If you brought your Monster Hunter game with you you'd actually get uh, an, an event quest to download that would give you exclusive armor. So uh, I'm really hoping they bring that sort of spirit of collaboration to the Universal Studios Florida, because who knows what they could bring to some of the n- main Nintendo IPs.
0: I actually remember in an initial report Reggie Fizeme had given out, uh, he had done an interview that specifically stated that they were looking for a way to integrate their mobile games with the theme park. Now, in my mind, that just functions as a check-in check-in feature. But it could be something entirely different. But back to what you were saying. Uh, a couple of years ago, Universal Studios uh, Florida had a Halloween Horror Nights event, which is our premier Halloween-themed yes. event. It runs from the end of September to the, the end of October. So much fun. But they did a collaboration with Capcom to do a Resident Evil-themed haunted house and it was oh, so man. accurate you got to walk through raccoon city and you got to see iconic characters like the pyramid Damn. head you saw leon s kennedy uh they had the dogs the the, the zombie dogs they had it it was one of the best haunted houses i have ever been in it was so good and not just the they've also collaborated with the walking dead extensively to bring amazing walking dead theme uh, haunted houses and this year they're going to do Stranger Things. So yes! Universal Studios really Stranger knows things, how to yeah. do that. They yeah. know how to integrate things well. Like They, they build immersive <sighs> worlds, and, and they really get you into that. So that's what has me so excited that Universal is the company that's doing this. I mean, it would be nice if Disney did something, but on the, end, on the other end of the spectrum, we know that Disney really neglects Kingdom Hearts. Like It would be mm-hmm. awesome to have some Kingdom Hearts like – anything in the theme parks but they really stay away from like the video game side they treat them like an entirely separate company unfortunately
1: yeah yeah. um on the note of immersive worlds though i want to say that's a good thing that i prefer universal over i think the good thing that why nintendo is going with them is that we already talked about the the mario kart ride that was confirmed is using like this really cool immersion technology um, and, and that is something that Universal just excels at, and that's what I'm excited to see there. just the technology that you immer- immerse us in these worlds.
0: I think yeah, we're all I, agreed.
1: I agree. you know, we're really excited for the fact
2: yeah. that Universal is doing this. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there are so many other theme parks that this could have gone to. This could have been like a Six Flags thing or even a Disney thing. Uh, we all know, I'm going to be honest, if Six Flags had gotten this, six flags would be the worst equipped to yeah. handle because they don't really you know focus on immersion they're just like here are your thrill rides yeah get in get out I think the closest thing they have to immersion is like the Batman uh you know joker ride where you basically just get in a VR Batmobile and you just chase the Joker which is great if you're seven but as you get older that ride does not age and it's based off of those uh, the the late, the early 90s, late 80s Batman movies with Keon, uh yeah. not uh, Keanu, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, so they just, they refused to update that, man. And yeah,
2: well,
3: yeah.
0: They, they don't do immersion. Disney does immersion, but, like, I, I think lately Disney has fallen short on, on immersion and they've been trying to get back to that. Like, that new Avatar section in Animal Kingdom is definitely Disney's, reaffirmation to building immersive worlds but they had lost that for a long time the theme park they basically just got to the point where like let's just put things here and see what sticks yeah
2: Yeah. i I noticed that after it seems to me that they did away with the entire like imagineering division that they had from the 1950s to Mm -hmm. whatever and it it lost its charm in my opinion but that's i mean that's just me anyway we could do an entire podcast on like theme parks i think we, we already did an episode that was just
0: yeah, dedicated totally to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, like I said, though, when we recorded that episode, we would definitely be continuing to update this story as we saw more news. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so excited. And, Brennan, you added a new story to the Powered Up News, so go ahead and take that away.
1: Oh, yes, it's very quick. But, um, so, previously we talked about how Resident Evil 7 um was going to be on the Nintendo Switch, but only as a streaming game where since the Switch could not handle Resident Evil 7, it's too graphically intensive, too too powerful for it to handle, you could pay to have it streamed to the Switch. Um, And so we now have another confirmed game for that kind of streaming game service, Um, whatever that ends up being, whether it ends up leaving Japan, I don't know. But that game is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I find very interesting. Um, Assassin's Creed, I don't think has been... The last one we got was like Black black flag or maybe only three and the wii u didn't didn't push assassin's creed units didn't push anything really (laughs) and so it's been we've been not getting a lot of assassin's creed games there's been a lot of mixed things on assassin's creed in general lately but it's it's definitely different these new assassin's creed games just look different from the previous ones which has me intrigued i guess but to see it be powerful and see more games use this sort of service on the Switch is is piquing my interest to to what else could be possible. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how this works. I know in Japan it's a lot better for them to do something like this when it comes to streaming games because they have what I like to call super internet, and yeah, they just have the best internet in the world and. I don't know how well something like that could work here. I question it, uh, especially since we have all these different internet servers and I, I mean, steam seems to work pretty okay for the most part, but I just wonder if the switch can handle streaming services like this. I don't, you know, we've said it a few times on this, on this podcast, the switch is a phenomenal system, but at the end of the day, it is underpowered and it does not necessarily have the best online infrastructure as of now that may change come tomorrow uh, once the online service you know, officially kicks off. We don't know. So I, I am skeptical about this. Uh, hopefully it does well enough that they make an announcement that it's something that they're going to do here in the US. We have yet to hear anything from Capcom as to whether or not they're going to do Resident Evil 7, but I would totally love. To play some RE7 on the Switch because I've been having the itch to play that game again. Uh, it's been about a year since I played it, maybe a little bit longer.
2: You know what'll really kill this service is uh, how much bandwidth it requires. That's what will really kill it because you know there are some people out in the rural areas of um, of America, the Midwest, you know, etc., etc. Don't don't worry, we we haven't forgotten about you, Middle America. Uh, that you know, their internet, is not the super cable that, uh, that, that, that pulls uh, one gig speeds, you know, they get 50 if they're lucky and they're running off a satellite. So if I don't even think satellites can do 50 anyway, the point is if this service is going to require a massive bandwidth, that's going to hurt the business model. Although on the other hand, uh, this is going to push new technology because this is one of the things where people are talking about. Uh, we could see a return of just having terminals and having uh, processing being done on another area. So this is a very interesting foray into that technology.
0: That's true. And now the games that they've announced for the service uh, so far, Resident Evil 7, Assassin's Creed, uh, Odyssey, fairly new games. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people would like would say that the switch has been shafted on games like this. Uh, so it is exciting to see you know more mature, better content coming to the switch. Now, granted, I would take a graphical downgrade on both of these games for the portability aspect, and we lose that when we have to dedicate things to you know streaming because there's no way you're going to be able to play Resident Evil 7 streaming. In handheld mode, this just—it's just not feasible. It's and I would rough. venture to say it's similar to Assassin's Creed will have the same problems. There's just no way you can play it in handheld mode. That I being mean, said, though, I would still like to play these games on the Switch.
2: So, so here's here's what I'm gonna say: It's probably not prob- uh possible. But in the event that it could be, it would drain your battery so bad, like you'd be lucky to get two, three hours out of that. So. Um, I I could see why it would make sense to do docked. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: playing Breath of the Wild, I only got about three and a half hours before I cool. had to charge the system, and that was like three and a half hours from fully charged to completely dead. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So. All right. So I think that'll go ahead and cover our news section. So guys, tell us what you thought. And before we go ahead and slide into our topic of the week, I wanted to say that what sources we use. So. Today, we use sources from Nintendo Life, Nintendo Wire, and Theme Park University. Uh, this is, again, part of our commitment to let you know where we get our sources uh, so that we aren't accused of doing anything Philip Mewson-related. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Philip hey, Muson,
2: you will always forever be remembered as being a schmuck, I'm sorry to say.
0: <laughs> All right. So guys, let's go ahead, before we go ahead and cut to commercial, let's go ahead and get into the topic. Let's talk about the 3DS stuff first. So there were a few games announced for the 3DS. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit them in the order that they were announced. Uh, So the first one up is Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Now, this is a Wii title. Uh, This is a weird one because lately Nintendo's been finding ways to port Wii U games onto the 3DS. We had... uh, uh, was it called? Uh, Super Mario Maker for the 3DS first. And then, then Yoshi's
1: Woolly World. DS. Yoshi's Woolly World.
0: And now we're going to have Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, which is kind of a step back. I mean, aesthetically, I thought Kirby's ep- uh, Epic Yarn was a beautiful game, and it obviously led the way for games like Yoshi's Woolly World and uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on today's show. But, yeah. Not a graphically intensive game. They are adding some new functionality to the game, uh, some extra power ups. Uh, I believe they there was going to be amiibo support. But the game looks as good as it ever did. Uh, they didn't say whether or not it was going to support 3D functions. And now I know that the 3D functions have been going to the wayside a little bit when it comes to 3DS titles. But still, I thought I love this game. It is. On the more baby side of Kirby games, it's, like, super easy, but it's still a Mm -hmm. pretty fun game, easy to play in co-op. So, yeah, I actually like this title being on the 3DS. I think if you didn't get a chance to play it on the Wii, this is your chance to play it now. Any thoughts?
2: I Um, really hope they add 3D.
0: Yeah,
1: I think seeing how this game in its sort of yarn 2D style will look in 3D has me interested. I want to know how that looks. Um and in terms of being a Wii port, I've noticed a lot of Wii ports um coming to the Switch, which I don't like at first it struck me as kind of weird, but now I kinda don't think it's a bad thing. We've seen or not to 3DS, but to Switch, I suppose. Um we saw Go Vacation, which was a Wii game. We saw De Blob and De Blob Two. And oh, Carnival right. Games, yeah. which is like a Wii, like almost launched mini game title is yeah. coming there was another well. game
0: too world of goo got announced for the switch as well, well that's an game. and
1: everything though like and that it's was true yeah all three of their their games uh what's that world of goo little inferno and yeah. human resource machinery just on every system though so that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's nothing to be sneezing at i suppose yeah um that's expected at this point <laughs> yeah they were on wii u as well yeah um but what but I, I'm glad to see it. Um, I'm glad to see more Wii games kind of get resurfaced. I think we're at an a interesting point where we can port Wii games now. I think, you know, people would thought like Twilight Princess was kind of too soon. But now I feel like with the Switch, it's not too soon. I don't know. I feel like Switch, I would not mind seeing some more Wii games. Yeah. Like to you see
0: know, Skyward Sword, and Xenoblade Chronicles One ported onto the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've already got the 3 3D, the 3DS, you know, port for Xenoblade Chronicles, and you can take that if take that as as you will. But
1: I want a No More Heroes One and Two port.
2: Yeah, that's what absolutely. I want. Absolutely.
0: Or Wonderful One One. Uh, Mm
2: -hmm. or 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 mad world that would be fantastic oh
0: yeah mad world would be good
1: i know for a fact i'm bringing up wii ports later on in this episode too so look out for that when i when i
0: we're gonna be talking about a lot Mm -hmm. of ports today if we're being honest yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i
2: mean i was gonna wait to bring this up until later but i know in terms of i just figured i'd bring it up now but the wii ports i know a lot of people have been complaining like why why does nintendo just rehash their games like really guys come on if we're gonna be a hundred percent real talk honest here the PS4 x generation has been a shit ton of HD remasters. You cannot mm-hmm. blame Nintendo for taking a piece of the pie.
3: Mm-mm.
0: Well, no. I just mean, the PS4 launched long- the like, and they were like, Last of Us HD. And I'm like, this game just came out.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no one got mad at PlayStation for doing it. No one gets mad when x does it. But Nintendo does it and everyone loses their fucking mind. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't want to look like a fanboy. But when people hold double standards, it kind of pisses me off, you know? So, the fact that we're seeing remasters now with Nintendo, dude, everyone else is doing it. Just let
1: them fucking do it. That's just the world we live in right now. Same thing with online. No one gives, like, Microsoft or Sony crap about the paid online, and now Nintendo's going on the paid online, and everyone's like, oh, I mean, I get there's... Are there servers? I'm just not sure if that was confirmed. and I'm going to be upset if there's not servers, but... Yeah. I'll I'll talk talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll talk about that later in the show. Yeah, keep it through Atlanta. we it
0: right. All right, so let's go ahead and slide into another port. We're getting Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside story. Now, I believe this was actually a DS game, if oh, I'm yes, not mistaken. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. yes, yes. So
0: it's getting uprest to match the newer art style that they did with uh, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga mm-hmm. last year. They still see- I was not expecting them to announce to re-announce this game because they showed us this game at E3. I was actually expecting them to announce Partners in Time. Yeah, um, yeah I'm
1: still I am still I skipped over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was
0: really yeah, weird. Just not making that game. Uh, to be fair, I, I honestly think that is the worst of the Mario and Luigi games.
2: Yeah, um, but you know that's not fair because all those games were like 9 out of 10s at the very least. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they yeah, said Partners in Time game. is great it was really like objectively without without comparing to the other ones like it's like a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10 on my scale it, it's it's so like hard to compare it to the other titles because the yeah. series the whole yeah. is great
0: well there's that's the thing of like there really is no such thing as a bad nintendo made game like they they just come in various degrees of how good they are
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and, yeah that's where you think when you look at you know partners in time it's like it's not as good as Bows- bowser's inside story yeah, or the true. original but it's still a good game yes yeah, uh, Bowser-
1: <laughs> i like bowser's inside story partners in time and then original but then um from there the dream team and paper jam are tied for last mm.
0: oh paper mm. jam paper jam is, is the <laughs> most. <laughs> okay i take it back Paper Jam is actually a bad game Ugh, because it, it it bastardizes both versions of those mm-hmm. Mario RPG games. It uh, is cool still, to cross over, though, but it's not well done. It's, cool, it's, it's, a, it's a great idea, bad execution, execution, and they need a redo on that one. They need to figure out how to do it yeah. and do it on the Switch.
3: Mm-hmm. Do it on
0: the Switch and do it right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Again, we know that they've added the Bowser Jr.'s Journey section, which is kind of like a boss rush mode. Uh not really that interested in this like size stuff. I'm glad they're adding more content. It's an excuse to rebuy these games and not feel so bad. But then I wonder, like, am I actually gonna play that part of the game? Probably not.
1: It's adding content right. for those who want it.
0: That's true, yeah. or people who've never played the main you know the game
3: personally.
1: And it's All Bowser right. Jr.
2: and everybody loves Bowser Jr., so it's Roy's true. better. Yeah. Roy and Lemmy. yeah, it's true, but you know. You know what I mean. His children. <laughs>
0: They loved his children. <laughs> the Koopalings. All right, so next up, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, this is a port of the GameCube game, which I'm really excited about this because I love that. I love the Luigi's Mansion franchise. And I up until this direct, I did not think that that franchise got enough love. I mean, because they went from console, major console to their handheld system with this franchise. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But yes, the original Luigi's Mansion coming out on the 3DS, and now it's going to have two-player co-op mode. You can either use the dual cartridge uh, way where both of you have a game, or you can do download play for uh, boss rush mode, which is awesome. I like that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is a great game. Now, I wonder if the game will scale because Luigi's Mansion isn't necessarily a hard game, so adding a second player might be overkill. Kind of kind of the way that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee look like once you play with two players, it is super overkill to, you know, be in gym battles and catch Pokemon. So I, I just wonder if they're going to scale the game for this. My gut is telling me no, because Nintendo likes to be as family friendly as possible when it comes to co-op games. But I would like to see them, you know, take a risk and just scale the game, make it a little bit harder if you're going to play co-op.
1: I don't yeah. think they're scaling it either. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll got to see before, Less than a month, but. so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Our... that the 3ds is becoming a very good home for the Luigi Manchi- Luigi's Mansion games. Um, I'm glad to see the the original one Maker a return because, um, what Dark Moon was the first three, the sequel the 3ds one yes. originally. Yep. Got, yep. Got met with like fairly underwhelming support. Um, but it what well, it wasn't as good as the first is what people were saying.
0: And do you think that, yeah, I think that is. I, I, I can agree with that assessment. It was. It's a still a good game, and for the price point, I think everybody should play it because it's one mm-hmm. it's, of Nintendo's like. What are they calling it? The Selects? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yes. you know, you pay Twenty bucks $20, or less. Yeah. Twenty bucks on the 3DS, digitally and physically. So mm-hmm. you can't really go wrong with this title. It no. is a fun title for the 3DS. And now with the original, you get a chance to go back and play a GameCube classic. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's not that GameCube experience, you know, because you're it's lacking that amazing GameCube controller, but still it's still an opportunity to play one of the mm-hmm. best underrated games of the GameCube era.
1: Yeah, I think the part of the appeal of Dark Moon, even if it wasn't to to be a new game, was that you got to experience just Luigi's Mansion in some form again in the modern era. So to be able to experience the first one again, I think is great.
2: It's yeah, and you weird. know, the best thing about this is now we'll be able to look back and we'll get to see, was Luigi's Mansion really that good? Or is it mm-hmm. just nostalgia goggles bringing it up to a 12 out of 10? So it will be interesting to see as well.
0: I can answer that question because I frequently go back and play the GameCube version. It's that damn good.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> if you go back to play it frequently, it's good. That's just the rule of thumb.
0: Yeah.
1: If it's not, exactly. you don't go back to play it.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are, there's only a handful of games that I I make sure that I dedicate time to play them at least once a year. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, I play that game oh, once yeah, a year. definitely. Uh, I'll play Luigi's Mansion at least sure. once a year. Donkey Kong's Country, at least once a year. Sonic 3, at least once a year. I'll go back and I'll play yeah. Final Fantasy Seven. That one's a little bit harder because it's so long, but I yeah. do my best to play that game at least once a year. We'll be talking about that a little bit later too, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. So last but not least on the 3DS front is a franchise that I I can't believe Nintendo still is pushing. yo Watch Blasters, and I believe this is a downloadable title only, and it's coming... Uh, it's gonna I don't know what to say about you okay I watch games anymore. i I can't fathom why they keep trying to push this as the next Pokemon when it's clearly not like I mean it has a lot of the stuff that you think would make it as popular as Pokemon, but it just these games just don't achieve the the levels of success that the Adam, uh, I'm sorry, the Pokemon games do and i I know Nintendo. Pretty much does it so that they keep uh, who is who's the studio that makes them
3: uh, Oh, level, level five. five. Level, yeah, level really five. Level
0: five. They keep pushing these games to kind of appease level five, but more and more I'm starting to see level five wanting to move into mobile with their with their releases. They're basically mm-hmm. taking all of their major franchises like Leighton and now Yokai Watch and pushing it hard on mobile. Mm-hmm. So I know Nintendo's doing it to kind of just appease one of their biggest collaborators, but Yokai Watch does not really work outside of Japan. Any thoughts on on this game? I mean,
2: well, it's you can hit it on the on nose right, right there. I mean, Yokai Watch works well in Japan. And it seems to have lukewarm success. Like, I don't see people not buying it, but not it doesn't I don't think it's a console seller the way um Pokemon is. I think yeah. and you know let us be fair. The Yokai watch and the mechanics as a whole are actually pretty interesting. The game mechanics aren't bad. It's really the story. like I think and and that I think that has to do with something that's lost in tra like the localization and the translation. It's super Saturday morning kitty cartoon, which just it kills it for me because i'm I'm way too old to really be able to enjoy that anymore, yeah,
1: um. I've been quietly not trying to yell at you guys for what you've just said. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big yo Watch fan. Um, I'm waiting for three, four, the like three screenshots we've seen of Yo-Kai 4 look amazing. Um, but it's not Pokemon, I have to admit, but it is good. I like it a lot. It does not have the appeal in the States. It is very lukewarm. It sells in Japan, but it's lukewarm everywhere else, and I, and I gladly admit that, but you no, know, that's I
3: think thing it's just too bothers me
0: though,
3: Yeah, you know,
1: yokai is not nearly
2: it, it's it's underrated in in the states. And mm-hmm. I always go back to this. I, I think it's the localization. I think it's it has got bad marketing and bad localization.
0: Thing I, I that, think, it's I like think the thing that me is that I think what bothers me about the about the series as a whole is how far behind we tend to be from Japan when it comes to these games. Mm-hmm. We are we are consistently. Two to three years behind whatever release they have mm-hmm. in Japan. We are so, so far behind
1: Yo-kai Watch. Right what, now, what
0: are they on? They're, they're, in Japan, they're on their fourth game, and we're coming not four. Get, okay, three, three but came we haven't out, like, even had
3: th-
1: two or three years ago. Now, uh, two just came out. Blasters is a side game that's already in a two. It might be in one. They've turned that side mini game into a full game, and that's what we have. It they, is a physical release. They're pushing the moon rabbit um D- not dlc but update which is for the third game um where like he had pokemon ruby sapphire and emerald this is their emerald they do those emerald sort of titles as download only in the u.s and mm. uh other localizations
0: did they announce another yokai watch game that was kind of a side story
1: yeah there's two uh, phone games which are side stories
0: but we had one where it's like where you had to go back in time but it wasn't a it wasn't a numbered yokai watch game
1: that was two two is the one you go back in time in yeah yeah that was the one okay so Mm -hmm.
0: they just announced the third version of that second yeah which is yeah
1: so. so there's fleshy bones or no fleshy souls i don't know there's bones fleshy spirits in the third one i've forgotten them psychic specters i think
0: i wanted to like yokai watch i really did uh I gave it a fair shot and I even watched the anime and oh, the anime is have, oof the anime is really
1: bad. On
0: the, like, the only reason I would continue to watch it is because it always came on right before Pokémon on Disney XD.
1: I still watch the anime even though it's bad. I watch it because it's bad. I make I have a running joke where I keep watching it waiting for the plot to actually happen <laughs> and it just never happens. There's never a plot. <laughs> but then the one time they actually gave me kind of a plot and then they, like, didn't acknowledge that it ever happened again after that episode. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kind of so, curious to
2: see how the fan subs are for that show, if there were one, the translations on that. Because I'm, yeah. Again, I stick by the by the opinion that a lot of Level 5's games, like, uh, well, not a lot, but a couple of the ones I played, Yokai and, and Little Battlers Extreme, they had terrible localizations. Good too, but you look
0: at games like Layton, and Layton was a phenomenon you know, over the last you know, 10 years. What mm-hmm. they, with the Layton franchise, and now that they've moved into like, Lady Layton, those games are still amazingly popular, and they're pretty much point-and-click games. Like, we're mm-hmm. looking at like a dated you know, form of play style, and those games do extraordinarily well on whatever platform, especially on the, on the DS and the 3DS uh, mm-hmm. platform. Yokai Watch doesn't have like that magic that the Layton games have, in my opinion.
2: I think also that's because Layton is targeting a different audience. Mm-hmm. It's got a, ri- a wider demographic. LBX and Yokai are are strictly for kids. That's mm-hmm. like that's who they are. They they target it. It's a very hard line. If you're ten and under, this is for you. We're not gonna give the adults anything which is what Pokemon does really well. They're like, okay, let's make something that everyone can enjoy. And that's, I think, why they don't mention uh, ages at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I can see that. I think also, but I think there's that running argument that Pokemon games start to skew younger with every generation. Just they like have been the, lately. The audience continues to age or older.
3: Upwards.
0: Yeah, the audience gets older, and but they continue to play the Pokemon games, yet... They you know they keep trying to skew the game down. Like mm-hmm. to be fair, if you go back and you play those original Pokemon games, they're actually kind of brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah. Go back and play go back and play red and blue, and those games are broken and brutal. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. By, you know, by Pokemon standards, by traditional Pokemon standards, those games are broken and brutal. By oh, yeah. traditional RPG standards, they're kickwalks.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's broken mechanics, but they're harder for the series at the same yeah. time. I
0: don't
1: know. Right, Toxic please. Right, so that's what going to
0: say. That's going to go ahead and wrap up the 3DS section of this discussion. Guys, what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a five-minute commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to go ahead and talk about all the Switch news that got announced during this Nintendo Direct, and that includes our assessment on Nintendo Switch Online. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nintendo Power Zone guys if you are just joining us live we are discussing the September 13th Nintendo Direct that took place just a few days ago we're giving you our thoughts we've already talked 3DS now let's go ahead and time to talk about the stuff that we all really care about the Nintendo Switch section so real, there we were... real
2: real quick, real quick I just want to slide in right here before we get to the big stuff Nintendo Switch for you guys who are Tails fans Tales of Vesperia Collector's Edition is on sale for pre-order uh from the bandai namco store so check it out it's 100 bucks that's it if you're a tails fan like me check it out that's my spiel nice. please sponsor us
0: <laughs> anyway back to the direct awesome sauce so what we have is a crap ton of titles legit this should have been their entire e3 because had they just talked about all this stuff at e3 people wouldn't have been bitchy but it's just they started off so big in my opinion they mm-hmm. started off so big. Luigi's Mansion 3, and that is a working title. And, oh, my God, just a few minutes ago, I was saying that Luigi's Mansion is the most underrated GameCube game. It gets no love. The Luigi spinoff games, they just don't They don't push them the way they should. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that it's, well, well, we get the first Luigi's Mansion game back in, na- no, 2001.
2: Oh, the first one. first one, Sorry. it was gamecube yeah. it must have been like 2001
0: yeah so yeah that was a launch game with the gamecube and we yes. are just now getting our third we're just now getting our third iteration of that game and yeah this one looks really good now i don't know how it's going to work but i implore nintendo to do something that they did in the arcades the luigi's mansion arcade game allows for motion controls with this giant uh, Poltergust 5000 and the way you catch the ghosts is you hit the button and then you gotta kind of aim the, the Poltergust at the uh, At the screen and then you gotta pull it. So it kind of works like those old NES ga- zapper games But it's so dope and if you guys haven't uh, Seen the video. I've done a let's play of that game a few times at the Dave and Busters in Orlando, Florida uh, Both me and my fiance love that game. So I hope that they add that kind of functionality to the Luigi's Mansion for the Switch. But yeah, that's a really big title. It's it's a big title with a popular Nintendo IP. Uh, and that franchise, it's got a nice cult following. So I definitely hope people get this game. It's coming out in 2019. So it's a pretty big announcement. I, they didn't give a release date, although I am a little skeptical that it may be coming out in 2019 because Metroid isn't going to be ready in 2019. Yeah, But still... I'm super excited. Luigi's Mansion, let's get it. And graphically, it looked okay. It wasn't. It didn't look as good as Super Mario Odyssey, but I'm pretty sure we have just saw an early build of the game. So I'm sure it'll get a lot better looking between now and the time that the game actually comes out. Thoughts on Luigi's Mansion 3, guys?
2: I'm also hoping it's an early build. It did look a little bit messy, but I mean... This is this is you know so this is one of the thing when you mentioned about 2019 is release date I actually think that might be plausible one of the reasons why Metroid Four is taking a while I I presume is that they're rebuilding a Metroid Four engine right so but with Luigi's Mansion they already have the Dark Moon engine all they have to do is you know pull some crap from there and uh, maybe make some tweaks and you know if our goes well maybe end of 2019.
0: I'm really hoping that they add the co-op features that uh, we're seeing in the 3DS version. So, you know, maybe local multiplayer is a must, I think. But it'd be nice if you could have, like, the you know the dual cartridge thing that they do with the 3DS where I have the game, you have the game, we can have our own screens and play together. That could be really, really fun. So excited about Luigi's Mansion 3.
1: Um. So my thoughts, first of all, I think... There's a weird kind of balance they have to find between Dark Moon and the original, where everyone says the original is so much better. Pull what people like from that. But I kind of like a lot of the new stuff that was introduced. Um, I'm not sure if it's official or not, but I'm pretty sure that we're getting just one mansion, just like the original, whereas the Dark Moon had three. But If you look at the sort of, like, title card, I guess you'd call it, it shows a very, very tall mansion, similar to... Um, that one street pass game, which is like an endless floor of haunted tower mansions or something. Um, which is, is, it's a cool concept. I think to be more, maybe not each floor is smaller, but you have a lot, a lot of floors could be interesting. I, there wasn't there. There was a multiplayer version on dark, dark moon that had something similar the tower of scare or tower of fear. I don't know. Yeah. But it's that's let look at that in that too. Um,
0: I, I kind of wish, if we're going to be honest, I kind of wish, if we could go back to last month's Smash Direct, I kind of wish that they had trolled us mm-hmm. the way that they trolled us with this Smash Direct, or with mm-hmm. this with this Smash announcement. announcement with, you know, Louis, with the Luigi's Mansion where they had dead Luigi and that became a meme for a little while.
1: That is I, a perfect segue. That. That's a good segue to what I want to talk about Next. I hope we get Castlevania DLC, where Luigi's Mansion, the mansion is now Dracula's Castle. And I think Dracula's Castle could be very interesting. I think you wouldn't be able to have a lot of the Castlevania enemies per se. Some of them just won't fit. A lot of them could. Um, Platforming I think would be harder, (laughs) but you would just have it more themed to be a a Castlevania type game. I don't know, but I'm really hoping they put some some Castlevania DLC.
0: I, that would be really interesting. I I can't see the nothing like that, but if they did, it could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but All I
1: right. I think that was a good tease. I think it was cool to tease it so early with like Luigi's Mansion, get it in our heads that like it exists, and then announce it. As well as I think they people pointed out that it's a new poltergeist or poltergust um, that he used in the trailer to get people like sort of speculating, is this coming? Is this happening? So that was actually smart they didn't troll us so that we could actually think about it for a while. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I-, I didn't really notice if the poltergeist was different in this specific trailer, but if it is, I'm going to have to go back. I've seen this direct like three times, and I'm still <laughs> – haven't paid attention to some of the finer details because every time I've watched the Direct, I've been, you know, writing our show notes Mm -hmm. so that we can discuss all the announcements that came out of this massive Direct. Yes. So speaking of massive, Splatoon 2 4.0 update, a lot of changes in this update. So they're making a huge change to Splatfest. Splatfest will now be divided into two categories, Normal and Pro. So your normal battles, uh, the category can be played in solo or as a team of up to four people. So it's going to function essentially like Salmon Run, which Mm -hmm. I love that idea. I have always wanted to play two-player Splatfest because it's not often that you can get a team of four, you know, to just do Splatfest with, I mean, every now and then you, i i can accomplish that but it's a lot easier to do a team of two or three and before you didn't have that you really didn't have that option of playing with your friends during mm-hmm. Splatfest, which was the worst idea ever because if you're going to basically remove all of the other features in the game so that you can do Splatfest, and you can't play with your friends that blows i mean there are a few times where i've been able to play with Mario After Party and my fiancé, randomly. I remember when the first Splatoon game was out, Mario After Party and I used to try to hit the button at the same time to see if it would put us into the same lobby. And every now and then that would actually work, which would be funny. Uh, But you never really get to play with your friends. I like this option. And the game will just compensate. So if you're playing with less than, you know, Four people. So if you have a team of two or three, the game will just find a random fourth for you. Very awesome. Pretty much functions just like Salmon Run. Uh, when you select continue or change gear and continue, you can now continue on to the next battle with the same team. So if you had success with the team, you can now change your gear and then join back in with that. It'll probably slow down how quickly you get uh, matched up. But I mean, it guarantees like a sort of synergy if Mm -hmm. if you've been playing with the team and you've been doing fairly well with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Points for turf will now be ranked by individual players. Are wait, player points for turf linked by individual players are added to the points earned by the team for a winning battle, resulting in a value known as clout. And the side with the most clout at the end of the splatfest is the winner. Clout is not added for battles between uh, teams of the same side. So, if you're on the same team, so if it's like a spoon versus spoon team, you're not going to get any clout for that battle. So, you have to be on an opposing team in order to earn clout. If the combination of visual look and type of all four teams' game wear meets certain conditions, a synergy bonus is triggered. So, coordinating your gear will allow you to have synergy. That's a really cool one because then you have like, you know, gear themed teams. I like that mm-hmm. idea especially now that they've got, like, that new weapon pack that just got announced where you have, like, uh, where it's, like, that monochrome color where if everyone yeah, is white using, like, th- that white and black gun, mm-hmm. mark, you might get a synergy for it. That's going to add a whole lot of depth to the way that you play Splatfest. I hope they integrate that into the ranked battle system. Mm-hmm. Uh, And let's see. Okay, when you're on a winning streak, you're more likely to match with other teams that are on a winning streak, so the matches should get progressively harder. Mm -hmm. And then, and this is the last section for Splatfest Battles Normal, uh, when there are multiple teams with the same number of consecutive wins, you'll be matched with a team as close to your skill level as possible. So your power ranking will play a factor in Splatfest going forward in normal mode. Very Mm -hmm. cool. As far as Splatfest Pro... When you win a battle, you increase your own Splatfest power and receive clout equal to the opposing team's approximate Splatfest power. The side with the most clout when the Splatfest concluded wins. Clout is not added for battles between teams of the same side. Battle participants are chosen from players that are as close in Splatfest power as possible. So if you suck, you're going to be playing with sucky people. If you're good, you should be playing with really good people. Hmm. The top 100 players in Splatfest Power Rankings on each side will be displayed on Splatnet 2 in the Splatfest Top 100 list. So we're getting ranked for Splatfest if you're playing in Splatfest Pro mode. Very Mm -hmm. cool. It it adds some of the competitiveness back to Splatfest that has been lacking. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there are some other changes. Uh, You're going to continue to earn experience even after a Splatfest T is at Max Mellow uh players will earn a random ability chunk each time they pass a certain point threshold i like that one
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh 10 times battle and 100 times battle will now occur randomly earning players on the winning team a huge boost of class for their side so you're going to get power boosts the uh for certain criteria that's met they haven't specifically said how frequently you're going to enter a 10 times or a 100 time battle but it's nice that it's there When a friend wins a 10 times battle or someone somewhere wins a 100 times battle, that information will be displayed on the lobby screen or the signboard in Inkopolis Square. So people are going to know that you've won a 10 times battle because they're going to see it pretty much Ready Player One style in the Splatfest lobby. And if you guys haven't read that book, it's your own damn fault.
1: There's even (laughs) a movie movie now
0: too. Don't even watch the movie. Okay. Don't watch the movie. (laughs) <laughs> read the book. Well, like, there's read no the excuse
1: to not have some kind of culture of what we're talking about here. If there's a what's culture, about. I've never heard of culture before.
0: <laughs> go right. read a
1: book. What
2: is so book? the
0: last? The last other change is the amount of Splatfest power does not increase in these battles. So that applies to Splatfest. There are some other changes to multiplayer, which we're going to go ahead and discuss. Uh, the layout and terrain of certain stages has been modified. So, Starfish main stage, they've changed the terrain in all modes, uh, made a major change to the terrain from spawn points to the center of the stage. Now, Starfish main stage is one of my least favorite stages, so anything they can do to make this stage better, I'm I'm about that life. They've made changes to Snapper Canal and Piranha Pit. Uh, They've changed some of the weapons. If you guys want to take a look at all these uh, upgrades... You can go ahead and go to Nintendo. Everything they have a very detailed list with all the patch notes. Uh, but <clears throat> there have been new weapons added to the game, which I really love. These black and white uh, weapons that they've added—they look really good. We're getting new stages in October. We're getting new specials, and one of the specials looks like an inkling doing the Rasengan from Naruto. Uh, my yeah, after uh... its a spirit bomb. Yeah, it's a spirit it's a bomb, rasengan. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a no, I, I see it as a Rasengan because the way it's like just in the one palm and then it gets a little bit bigger. Uh, either way, whatever anime reference you want to make to that, I think it looks really cool. I want to know what weapon has that sub, uh, that special because it looks dope. Like I, I said, you guys
1: can go to the too. subs. That's what I want. What? The shaker oh, the- grenade subs? Uh, oh, yeah. Like a sub can. They get bigger
0: and, bigger and bigger and bigger until they. Yeah, there are a lot of. Big changes to Splatoon, so you guys need to go ahead and check out the pass notes. You can go to nintendo.com or you can check out other uh, Nintendo Everything site because they really detailed past notes. A lot of changes coming in the 4.0 update, and I believe the weapon pack is out now. I haven't had a chance to go back and play Splatoon since the update, but I believe the weapons are out already.
1: Um, I this is I want to talk about that. I have, and not only that, I came out. During the maintenance they had right after the update. So I couldn't actually play online. So I took the opportunity to finish playing the Octo Expansion. And so further backstory. Um, after they announced the release date like the day after E3. Uh, I was all busy with, with moving out of my old place. So I didn't get a chance to actually play it. I played most of it fairly recently but didn't actually finish it. But during that maintenance I decided to finish it. And I got a weird glitch after finishing it. And going into Inkopolis Square, where I got a repeat of the previous spoon vs. fork um, splatfest results, and they the dialogue had actually changed. The dialogue reflected the new system, and so popularity the the popularity was the same, but then it had a clout for both normal and pro splatfests. They mentioned, and. They were set to both 99 99 for, I believe, Team Fork, Team Pearl, so the measurements themselves weren't accurate, but I thought it was interesting to see that the the dialogue had changed, the, like the information had changed accordingly, and then, of course, Marina blew up at Pearl, and that awkward blow-up happened again. I got to witness that a second time. <laughs> I was hoping they'd give me more sea snails because said my sea snails would be available to pick up. They unfortunately weren't. So, oh well. Can't uh, win them all. That was interesting. Weapon pack is out, by the way. No subs or specials,
3: though.
2: The one thing I do want to mention about this list is the seeming lack of any sort of reference to a... um, What do they call it? The cheat protector? Cheat protection? So...
0: Oh, the Hacker. hacking.
2: Yeah. On. The hacking protection. So that's a little bit disappointing. I'm hoping they're really dealing with it um, and just not mentioning
0: it
3: mm-hmm.
2: as opposed to ignoring it. But I guess we'll see well, once the next Splatnet Fest comes around.
0: They were perma banning anyone who was caught cheating, but they mm-hmm. haven't exactly explained how they're going about catching cheaters, and I hope they're not just using that report system that's part of the Splatnet 2 app. It's... Personally, I don't think that's enough. I think Nintendo should be monitoring their game the way that other companies monitor their games. But you Mm -hmm. never know when it comes to Nintendo. Sometimes they like to do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, So sliding into our next topic, Mega Man 11. Super excited about this game. It got a playable demo that was released the date of the original scheduled time for the Direct. So it was released September 6th presumably after the time that the, the direct was supposed to end i haven't had a chance to play this dummy yet. i've watched gameplay of the demo it looks phenomenal i just haven't had a lot of chance to play video games i've been so busy lately but i so that's, that's a damn lie I, I take it back i have been playing so much spider-man <laughs> <laughs> i've been playing so much Man. i'm a damn liar i haven't had any time to play my switch yeah but uh uh, shout out to Sony for actually coming out with a really good Spider-Man game. I want to shout them out because well, I'm a huge and Spider-Man, Spider-Man fan and, and, and most Spider-Man games suck. But uh, yeah, honestly, I thought Insomniac wouldn't be able to handle it. If I'm being 100% honest, I didn't think they had the ability to do this game any kind of justice. And I, I, there's still areas where the game falls short, but uh, I'll discuss that on my other channel. But you know, this is a Nintendo channel right now. But yeah, Mega Man 11 game looks really good. Graphics are good. It looks like we're not going to run into a mighty number nine situation with this game where we're being shown something that we're ultimately not delivered on. Uh, The game comes out October second, one day before my birthday, so I look forward to picking that game up. And uh,
2: yeah, this was a game that I'm also really excited for because I'm a big Mega Man fan. I've been playing since like Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 1, really. but Mega Man Two is obviously my favorite. But anyway, so the one thing that I was looking for this in the new trailer was how Mega Man acts. Are they gonna go from the Mega Man that uh, we saw towards the end of the series, or are we gonna talking? Are we talking about Mega Man like early Mega Man? Because I I think it was Mega Man Ten. What was the last one they released back in two thousand eight? Ten that on like Wii.
1: Ten. That was yeah. Ten on Wii. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that one. For some weird reason, if I'm remembering it correctly, maybe I'm mixing this up with nine, but they changed it to be like old Mega Man, so he couldn't even he couldn't charge or slide. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what?
0: Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? That was nine. It was actually both nine and ten where he just yeah. lost those abilities.
2: Which which makes sense because they were. Uh, it makes sense from the standpoint that they're trying to do a throwback to like one through four. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it, but ooh, but it's... seven
0: and eight you could slide.
2: Yeah, and I think you could in six. 2? It's been a hot minute since i played 6. At least but in 6 you
0: could have charged the shot.
2: Yeah. And so that's what I was looking for in Mega Man 11. And so, after watching the trailer, I'm very happy that they went towards the more uh, later titles of Mega Man as opposed to the earlier ones, because one of the things I loved about Mega Man was just finding the, um, the patterns, where to dash, where to duck, where to slide, and where to jump. That's what mm-hmm. made Mega Man fun to me. Um So... When you were to remove those elements to the patterns, the attack patterns, you, you kind of, you're taking a piece out of the fun puzzles for me.
0: See, my hope is that if Mega Man 11 does well enough, that Capcom will venture into some of the more obscure side Mega Man games. Like uh, Legend, Legend, 3. Uh, Legends 3! Uh, like, Legends 3!
2: Take me to the moon,
0: please.
1: Uh, please. Uh, it's
2: all I really, wanted.
1: 3DS. I've
0: been waiting have, for that talking.
2: game yes. since the 3DS. I will never forgive you Capcom uh,
1: no that was they said they'd at least see how the demo did and they didn't even release the demo <sighs>
0: like you know it, it makes me wonder though how much of it is Capcom and how much of it is Keiji Inafune like I know it's, it's like both it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's both. Uh, blasphemous to talk any kind of trash about Inafune but I think the whole mighty number no. nine debacle Puts him well, in a different light, and it makes me wonder how much of of these you know choices come down to him being overly ambitious and unable to stay focused. Because it wasn't just Mega Man Legends three that was canceled; it was me- uh, Mega Man Universe mm-hmm. and that weird Mega Man Online game that was mm-hmm. going to come out in only Korea. Like he was trying to yeah. work at three games at the same time and ultimately none of them were released.
1: Yeah. The plan yeah. for Mega Man in like
0: it's,
2: 2011 or 12. It's also and, because he left the company. Like he left the company yeah. in like 2006 and 2007. And and so this is one of the reasons why Inafune was was upgraded to god tier status. When he left the company, he had the hutzpah to um to to criticize the Japanese game industry, which well, was, he was Kojima huge. before
0: Kojima was Kojima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And this was, like, 2006 when he did this? That he, No one did that in 2006. Because if you remember the state of the industry in 2006, it wasn't Western games that were on top. It was the Eastern JRPGs. All the Japan games were the ones that were on top. And it wasn't until, like, 2007 with Call of Duty 4 that really uh, catapulted uh, Western games into the forefront. hmm But... It, since then, he basically got blacklisted from Capcom, and I really think there's there is a strong correlation between Inafune's criticism of the Japanese industry and uh, them killing his baby. Yeah. <laughs> so. All
0: right. So next up, we have the update uh, for Mario Tennis. So they're calling this Mario Tennis Aces Version 2. They're going to include these following characters. Birdo, Shy Guy, Koopa Troopa, and Petey Piranha will all be playable there are going to be some new online challenges. There's a co-op challenge uh, that you can play online with your friends. I like this. I kind of wish it was co-op because I don't have. A, I don't know a lot of people who actually own this game. Uh, I own it.
2: You could buy it yeah, for me I, if you I, want. I, Anybody <laughs> out there? Just you know,
0: I'll take it. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I enjoy the hell out of Mario Tennis Aces. Like it's yeah, good. The single player isn't the best, but I no, oh. I'm not there for the single player. I'm there to play online. And you know, you know, local multiplayer, and I and the way the game works is it functions extraordinarily well in both modes. And I like mm-hmm. the fact that you can see your opponent's connection and choose to play them or not. I'm not. So I'm sorry, yeah. guys, but if your connection is less than you know three or four, I'm not playing yeah. you.
1: No, I'll agreed with that. Yeah. Oh, um, not, I'm not about that life. But it does leave a lot to be desired with the lacking single player. The online is where it's at, but there's little else to do so if you're not really in the mood for the online there's no mini games or anything else which really bugged me but the online co-op is something that is nice to see it there finally should have been there from the start but we're getting it eventually and i hope we get more they need more still.
3: it's still you not enough that- <laughs>
1: I'm just going to say, as someone
2: who hasn't played Mario Tennis since the 64 era, oh. like, all y'all are spoiled.
1: We didn't have no story mode in Mario Tennis 64. But, but in Mario Game Power Tennis? Tennis, yeah, Mario Power Tennis on GameCube, that revolutionized the series. There's no Mario <laughs> Tennis that is better than that one. And Whoa. it's just it's kind of upsetting. Next, honestly.
2: you're going to be saying that Double Dash was the best one and nothing ever comes close.
0: It's a top Breath tier. Is the best game. Oh, it's get out! I left the room for a minute, and I heard some blasphemy being spoken. <laughs> that <Breath laughs> is the best Mario Kart game, without a doubt. I don't know. I it's like got the... some
1: balancing issues, in my opinion. Yeah, but <laughs> it is really good.
0: It's the last it's time tier. we got like, individualized weapons in a Mario Kart game.
1: But the individualized weapons are broken. Babies are the Which best. I,
0: awesome. Yeah. Yes, the babies are but, the best.
1: But that's yeah. not so. I have to pick babies <laughs> in order to have any fun in the game. Just get no. over it, man. Get
0: used to it. Pick the babies. This is a I problem.
2: <laughs> You're going into a Mario game, Mario Kart game, looking to have fun. It's like <laughs> playing Monopoly and expecting your relationships to be intact by the end of it. It just you don't do that. Super
1: Mario Party has me so excited. By the way. I
2: cannot Yo, we're, wait. We're, we're we're, not I
3: can do
1: online yet. friendships in the Mario-thon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh.
0: yes. Enough I guess of this will segue to Super Mario Party. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to hold it. We're going to hold it. Because I'm excited about this next set of games. The Capcom Beat'em Up bundle. Yes. What this. Beat'em Up games were a staple of the 90s arcade. That's the friend, era yesterday. in which I grew up. And there is a handful of games that Capcom put out that have me really excited in this bundle. So first off, we're going to get Final Fight. Mm -hmm. We're going to get King of Dragons, Captain Commando, Knights of the Round, and Warrior of Fate. But for the first time ever released on console, we're getting Armored Warriors and Battle Circuit. Super excited about these games. Final Fight is a classic. Now, we haven't been able to fix that franchise since that original (laughs) game. (laughs) but it is a classic but i'm really excited to see captain commando on this list because man it's been a long time since i played captain commando yeah and he gets all this love in the marvel versus capcom franchise but he has not had his own game in quite a while god it's been like 20 years hasn't it yeah it's been a long time
1: as someone who was born right when these games came out um i i did not have a lot of connection with these games i went back and i played oh, final fight the original but that's about it um i'm glad to know. see this for the fans of them um but i think it's really cool to see armored warriors and uh battle circuit just because giant robots yeah well
3: giant that too. Robots.
0: That
1: too, but just we never got to see them
0: hmm. that, yeah exactly
2: I, I gotta I gotta say this. This this is one of those things that I don't think you get unless you grew up in the arcade era. There was something about yeah. being in these dimly lit, smoky. I can't get it, man. Games, I have to admit I can't post Putting pose. your quarter on the thing so you could play side-scrolling beat em up action games. There's just something about it. Like it's and it's really dumb because I openly acknowledge these are nostalgia goggles. I mean they're they're fun games. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like there's the real attachment comes from being in those arcades from the nineties. You know what I mean? Right.
3: Oh, of course. Like there's something
0: about, man, there's something about just the way an arcade feels that can't really be replicated. I was at a Dave and Buster's on Tuesday and I know Dave and Buster's is a far cry from, you know, the arcades of old, but it's, it's still a pretty different experience than doing what we do now, where we sit on our booties and, yeah, We uh, get online and we talk trash to nine-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you
1: guys do? You no, guys- usually
0: it's the other way around. I'm, I am
1: I try and be like, hey,
2: yo, your mama thinks that you should go to bed. And that's the extent of my insult these days because I don't know what the hell they use. And then they use some slang that I don't know.
0: I live a well, sad life. Is, well, uh, apparently everything is lit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means. Everything's lit. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, back to death. How and much trash
1: do you think fils Feesmith gets talked to on the Battle Bus in Fortnite?
0: Oh. I wanna...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, um, yeah,
0: but uh, yeah. I was at Dave and Buster's with my fiance and we it's just a different experience. Like it's yeah. kind of hard to get her to sit down and play, you know, anything other than Splatoon. But like when we're at Dave and Buster's, she gets like fully engrossed in the games there and it's it's more about the experience of what an arcade is. Only like, yes, you're there for the games, but the experience of an arcade cannot be replicated. We have not been able to do it in the home market. There, yeah. you, know, like, you can add online, you can add voice chat, but there's just something about the spirit of competition that is severely different in an arcade. Like, I go back and I look at playing Street Fighter, you know, as an eight year old in the arcades. And just getting bodied, and not just getting bodied, but getting lambasted afterwards, dude. You suck. You should go home. You should, you should go home <laughs> and practice. Don't ever come back here. You're terrible. Like you should kill yourself. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm eight, <laughs> but still like no. But that kind that kind of like that kind of beat down only made me strive to get better at those games, and then go back and beat those older kids, and then be like. Oh, and then get my butt kicked physically for being those older kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what arcades were. That's an experience. That's not going to happen at a Dave and Buster's now, but it happened in arcades back in the old school days. That's because All Dave
2: right. and Buster's caters
1: to normies too much. That's um. True. So
0: I
2: anyway,
1: sense in. I, I'm familiar with those kind of scenarios not as much as you are, I'm sure. But when I go to like Dave and Buster's, I'm all about that ticket winning. I am so good at winning oh, tickets. Christ! I, this lamp. I have a guitar lamp next to me. I don't know if I can show it. It's on a cord. Um, oh, this lamp oh, along Christ. many other things that I've wanted arcades. My pride oh, and joy. Okay. I have a friend who's good at claw oh, machines. Friends good at Tetris. We clean shop. <laughs> One guy's just good at Dance Dance Evolution and Guitar Hero. We clean them out scoreboards, tickets,
0: stuff <sighs> animals everywhere. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I did the dickish thing I could possibly have done the other day when we were there at Dave & Buster's. I went... Because they have the Mario Kart Arcade Deluxe at our mm-hmm. Dave & Buster's. And that's a four-player where everybody sits in the little car mm-hmm. and you race and you got the gas pedal, the steering wheel, and all that. Don goodness. Chan's
1: the best character.
0: I was playing as Baby Mario because you got to play with the baby Jaden. Traitor. I was playing as Baby Mario and on the in the in the cars next to me were like a 7 year old, a 9 year old and maybe a 6 year old. Oh, no. And I'm not going to lie, I brutalized those children.
1: Oh, how dare you. You
0: know, if I it was looks hit, like I'm I was judging with, you. I was hit, I was I am hitting 100%
2: judging cells. you right now. That is an <laughs> it accurate <was> look. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was so funny because my fiance is recording me play, so I'm going to upload this soon. And you can hear him saying, oh, Den din, as I throw a green shell and smash the eight-year-old with no. the green shell. Oh, I won crap. that race. I won that race. If I have to pay <laughs> 6.8 <laughs> 6. credits to play the game, I'm going uh, right. to win. Oh, right. On the see next see the one. No, new you see Super the Brothers, you deluxe. Right, right, right. You should have seen the look on the parent's face when I got up and was, like, claiming victory. Oh, they were giving me the dirtiest, saltiest looks. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I'm a little bit excited about this game. Uh, I know these games get a lot of hate because the formula doesn't change, but these are great couch co-op games. I have never not played with a group of four. I'm always playing with four people. It's always fun to watch the friendships break in real time. And these games are really good, and they've made a few changes to this game. Uh, The first being... They've added Nabbit to the game, and Nabbit is impervious to damage. So he's going to be like Funky Kong in uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze uh, for the Switch. And now they've added Toadette as a playable character, and she's got a nice little uh, upgrade. If she grabs a power crown, she can turn into Peachette, and this will allow her to do double jumps, float slowly during freefall, and allows her to boost back up if she falls into a pit. Again, she is another speedrunner's dream for these Mario games. The game will also include New Super Luigi U for free. This is going to be released on January 11th. I think this is a really good game for the Switch. Now, it's definitely not the best Mario game, but you really can't go wrong with side-scrolling Mario.
1: Um, I... I am very excited for this. I know a lot, there's a lot of people who aren't excited for it. They kind of want it to fail, so they never make another 2D Mario again. But I've been crying for Mario Maker for quite some time. But that cry is shifted for actually the the Super Mario Bros. U specifically, which is also then transitioned into the cry for Super, Super Mario Bros. Wii. And I almost I really wish that they would actually put three games: Super Mario Bros. U, Super Super Luigi U, and super mario bros wii all in this package that would have made my life because i don't know i feel like the wii was just the definitive of these are you talking about crazy world same. no no Wii. so so of super mario bros u the G u and the wii 2d side stroller yeah yeah i know what you're talking about super mario bros wii for yeah. it had it okay, had yeah. blue toad who's my I'm gonna be okay. so upset if Blue Toad is not actually in this game because Blue Toad is the best Toad. <laughs> See, if they don't when they announced
0: toad. Captain Toad, I wholeheartedly expected them to announce Super Mario 3D World, and it was kind of like a a sideswipe when they announced this particular game. Uh, not that I'm disappointed by any stretch of your imagination. I think this is a really good game. One of the best couch co op games you can play Mm -hmm. with your friends. I still wish they would have added some online to this game, which doesn't look like they've done because Mm -mm. this would be a really fun game to play online with your friends. Uh, You just don't have the option of couch co op. Uh, But still, I I, I like this game. I like the changes they've added. And I like the fact that Super Luigi U is going to be part of this bundle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a pretty good get in my opinion.
1: (laughs) It would be a better get if they added Wii into it. It would have been better.
0: all right, so next up we have Katamori Damasi reroll. Never played this game, so Katamari. is Anyone
2: here? Katamori was a great game. It was it was a cult classic, mostly mm-hmm. a because it's super bizarre. Yeah, the entire Good. idea is that you roll shit into a ball, not just like. Am we talking, like literally? Sh- you-, you go from like tiny things like pieces of paper and paper clips. The fucking houses and cows. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that. So it's literally just the most random <clears throat> things. And uh, it also had a killer soundtrack. The soundtrack mm-hmm. was fantastic and the art style was just super bizarre. So it's a cult classic. Um, I don't... It was never really super popular back in the day from what I remember. I don't but it think did so. have a, a cult following. People mm-hmm. who... Sh- who bought the game? Every single time, I'm one of them. So
1: <laughs> I got introduced to it from my friend, but it is great. because It's a phenomenal soundtrack. It's weirdly bizarre, but it's a great sort of relaxation game. It's very relaxing. It's also, yeah, it's a very relaxing but It's also like an adventure too. It's like the best relaxing adventure you could have, which I like.
2: The way they set up the worlds in that in that game is very interesting. Think of it like mm-hmm. um what do they used to call those books? The I Spy books or whatever, where oh, they yeah, had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still a thing anymore. I where they had all these 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 little picture books of interesting mm-hmm. worlds set up, it's kind of similar into that. So sometimes it was just fun to go around and see what everything was going on in yeah. this world that you're supposed to destroy to make a new world. But anyway, interesting. Prince, Good level design. Smash Ultimate, please.
0: <laughs> yes, that would be interesting. I, I could totally see the you know the characters of Katamari, uh, being integrated into Smash at least as, as assist trophies.
1: Oh, i will be down. Yep, agreed.
0: Alright, so next up, Pokemon Let's Go. So, we have a couple big pieces of this. We have two new Switch bundles being announced for this. I like this bundle. Uh, $399. Seems expensive, but you get an exclusive uh, Nintendo Switch console with, you know, Pokemon, EV and Pikachu branding. Uh, you get the Pokeball Plus. You get... A copy of whichever version of the game uh, that you want. So if you buy the Eevee bundle, you get Let's Go Eevee. You Buy the Pikachu bundle, you get Pikachu, uh, and you're getting limited edition Pikachu and EV Joy Cons. So Joy Cons are fa- nice. If you factor in the price of the game and the Pokeball Go Plus, it's a hundred. You should, yeah, that, you know, that's actually hundred twenty dollars. So you're saving a uh, hundred. Oh, you're saving a crap ton of money by buying this bundle mm-hmm. uh, instead of buying, you know a Switch, the the ball, uh, and the game separately. So I think well, this is a fairly good deal.
1: There's also the bundle of just the game, the Pokeball Plus, which is 100, though, too. So you're saving with that as well. So it's like that bundle with the Switch. So, yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the game itself, uh, the trailer did indicate that there are no more HMs. Your mm-hmm. partner Pikachu or your partner Eevee will now do the bulk of that. So Pikachu Mm -hmm. will be able to surf, cut, same applies for Eevee. Eevee has this new uh, balloon thing. I I assume that's going to be taking the place of Fly, uh, where, like, the the way they showed it was the girl was sitting in a swing that was being lifted up by balloons. Very cool. And now they're going to have their own special techniques uh, as far as uh, attacks. So these remind me of Z-moves being integrated into the Pokemon Let's Go franchise, but they're exclusive to Pikachu and Eevee. So, nice changes. Glad that they're getting rid of, uh, rid of HMs. That way you don't have to have an HM-slave Pokemon on your team. So that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on. Diablo 3 Eternal Collection will be released for the Switch. Not a huge Diablo fan, so if anybody has anything to say, speak your piece because I cannot speak on this game.
2: Uh, I think we've talked about it pretty much before. I think the only thing that we add new with this is ba I think we got a date, right? October something rather? No. I do
0: like the amiibo support where you can uh yeah. play as like Ganon.
2: Ganon yeah. Uh, yeah. That was about it. Uh far from what I remember.
1: I've played three a bit. It's it's good. It's not it's great. Good. It's good. I, I like it. It's it's gotten um, better um, with the updates. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um one thing that I feel like people are kind of ignoring is that like everyone makes the joke that Skyrim's imported every single console, which I mean Diablo's not on Alexa yet, so I don't know. <laughs> but, but Diablo's been on a lot of systems at this point, and it's
2: well, that's because it's Blizzard. Blizzard is yeah. the equivalent of I don't freaking know, but Blizzard cannot be not be criticized. Otherwise, I don't know. You're a horrible person that has bad taste. It's really stupid. This is one of those things that that grinds my gears about the gaming community where I'll just be like, yeah, but Overwatch is kind of too Team Fortress E2 for my taste. And they'd be like, oh my God, you're a terrible person. I'm like, no, Blizzard really only has two IPs and they need to do more. Like, come on, Blizzard. Mm -hmm. But whatever.
3: Like,
0: Mm oh well. All right. So next up, Super Mario Party. Ooh. Every time they show this game, I I I want it more. Yeah. Eight, yes. Eight brand new mini games. Mm. Brand new mini games. Eight, and then there are going to be co-op, uh, co-op gameplay sessions where yes. you can play on the four players, same team to complete new mini games. All that sounds awesome. Of course, they still have like the black magic screens that we discussed. Yeah, I don't freaking um, know how to you... about this. This game is going to be so good. I am so excited about Super Mario Party. I cannot wait for that game to come out.
3: Yep. So really I'm kind of gonna
0: that much longer.
1: I'm kind of disappointed that there's 80 all new minigames, though. I want to see my old classics.
3: Well, I, I want to see
1: my older turning mini games. I, I don't think like- they've said that if none of the classics are there, they, they made it sound that way in the Yeah, I'm yeah, thing that they get like a free con- content update over time where you get up, like Retro games just like enough up- updates over time. That's what yeah. I'm kind of hoping. That'd be kind of cool. I, w- I agree. Here's hoping. So,
0: I agree. So, the next game is one that I'm super excited about, and it came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Game this Freak is has a new game.
0: Yes. Game Freak. Creators of Pokemon have a new game called Town. And I, I love Dino. the way this game looks. Mm-hmm. It de- I don't care if they change the name, I hope they keep it the same because it looks really good. It looks good graphically. This game looks fantastic. It's like this cross between Pokemon and Yo Kai Watch. It's like if you were to, yeah. to like create the if you were to fuse the two art styles between those two games, you get Town. It's, it very, level yeah. it's you know, very level five. Yeah,
1: it's very level
2: five. What it reminded it's me a lot much. of was Ever Oasis. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I
0: could I could totally see that
2: which i really like the style of ever oasis so this game is very intriguing mm-hmm. i'm really interested to know more yeah um because the combat system it's supposed to be turn based but the combat system doesn't really look very turn based not in the way that we're used to turn based so yeah, it that is what... a little bit
0: like the xenoblade like battle system
2: yeah kind of so i'm very curious to see how that pans out
1: it almost looks like you know since you have a small world being just the town that the world goes on as the battle goes on. So, like, you got the guys at the market just buying the groceries while you're fighting the monster, and you, you can look over and do that, and he'll, like, pass you a leaf of lettuce, and the lettuce has the properties of the heal you in battle. And so, it's. Yeah. We'll like, see. the town interacts I, with the battle, which I kind of like because the world interacts.
0: I think what's yeah. most interesting, though, about this game is that it's a Game Freak game, and Green mm-hmm. Freak has been silently moving away from Pokemon games. Uh, last year they had a game, uh, and then the year before they had Pocket Jockey. Yes, uh, which was the horse game, and mm-hmm. they had. I can't remember the game that they released last year, but they. And then they had that one game where it's like you're a ninja and you have to like attack so, with music.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they had Harmonite. Um, that was they, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Harmonite. There you go. Um, I liked Giga Record, which is on Steam, which blew my mind. They made a game exclusive to Steam, and yeah, we had. Um, uh, I just had it, now I've forgotten. Pocket card jockey, you said it, which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, sort of time passers. Um, especially for the 3DS. Like it's a game I can always kinda of go back to. Because it kind of takes like a good breeding Pokemon element and just puts it with horse racing and and cards. It's like the breeding element gets me the most in that game, I'd say. I
0: remember the other game that they released, it was Tembo the Badass Elephant. What? <laughs> How have I not Tembo the <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's only for the PS4 and Xbox. But really? Yeah. yeah. So in oh. 2013, they released Pocket, Pocket Car Jockey, tw- <laughs> 2015 Tembo the Badass Elephant, 2017 Giga Wrecker,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and then they're going to be working on Town. So they've been making – obviously, they had a bulldozer in 2005. But mm-hmm. yeah, they've been silently slipping away from Pokemon and it started with pretty much Harm Harmonite. Harmonite, yeah. No, I just love it when uh when uh the uh when Game Freak steps away from Pokemon because it's the thing is they've been working on Pokemon games for over 20 years. Yeah. Like it's nice to see them, you know, venture outside and try these other things. And Harmonite was a good game and I'm I'm so mad that I forgot the name. Pocket Car Jockey was just a great time waster that was like the game that you play when like you're in between like a doctor's when appointment. when you're in between classes or when you just when you just have that extra like mm-hmm. five minutes to kill that's when you mm-hmm. play pocket card drop.
1: yeah um and you you stole the words right out of my mouth i was actually gonna say that when you froze is that i'm so i love it when they branch off from pokemon it's such a nice refreshing take but i know i can love it and enjoy it because game freaks doing it Um. So. My yeah, but it's I-
0: interesting to see them working on an RPG because the yeah. other games that they've messed with, they they tend to stay away from the RPG genre. Because that's what
1: Pokemon does.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird to see them doing something now. Will Town be successful? Will it reach the same heights as Pokemon? Probably not. But from what I from what they showed in this trailer, I definitely think it's one of the games that they could branch out into and like make sequels because. That's the one thing that I've noticed is they have branched out, but no game has mm-hmm. had a sequel yet. They, no
1: Harmony Night 2.
0: This, this isn't like your Square it. Enix Bravely Default, where like Mm-mm. Bravely Default 2 comes out, Bravely and then second. there are rumors of Brave, uh, Bravely Default 3 are on the horizon. So, I especially after, Although I would rather have them work on an Octopath Traveler* mm-hmm. sequel at this point, because yeah. that game is awesome. But still, yeah, I'm so happy to see Game Freak just branching out and doing... Doing new stuff,
3: mm-hmm. it, it
0: allows them to 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 come back to Pokemon with you know fresh eyes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, next up is Cities Skyline Nintendo Switch edition. I believe this is a PC game.
3: Yeah, it was Pretty
0: originally
2: true. a PC game that was released shortly after Sim Cities and did better than Sim Cities because it was what Sim Cities was supposed to have been. Um, long story short, if you like Sim City, you should pick up this game because it's much better. And the fact that you can take it on the go is really good. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like SimCity, then maybe it's a skip, and that's really
1: all there is to say about
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a um, skip
3: game.
1: That's all there is to all say, right. yeah. Agreed.
0: Alright, so I guess the next one is it's a big uh, big one. Damon X Machin, I know Jaden has been anticipating this game, and I'm pretty sure I the announcement too. of online co-op has him stoked. You know, for more me, than the
2: online me. co-op, it was the the... What I was actually looking at was the robots and being able to get out and the way the size of it, of it in scale um, with everything else in the world, because the guy who does the robots um, is the same guy who has designed Gundams um, for a couple of the different Gundam series. So, um very famous, fame famous guy. So that's what I was actually more interested in. The co online co-op is cool. I'm totally gonna be playing with people, but more than anything, I love a sexy robot. <laughs> I mean
0: <laughs> now and we talked about this last time, but this game is being developed by Marvelous Studios, who has an amazing track record. Track record, like, yeah. They 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 make great games and not just for you know, PlayStation and Xbox, they make great games on every console they manage to get their hands on. So I'm excited to play this and I love the uh, customization where like you can destroy an enemy and then equip the the parts that break off of them onto your mech immediately. You don't just you just you break them, you take their parts, and then they're yours to to battle with. I love that. Yeah. They and the customization even goes down to the the humanoid that's piloting the mech. All that really dope. I Damon X Machina is gonna be a huge game for Nintendo in twenty nineteen. I just Exactly. I just don't see how this game doesn't catch anybody's attention. And the art style is it's 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 great because it invokes like like the giant mech stuff, but it also has like great uh that that's that cell shading art style that I've personally have come to appreciate from, you know, games like The Wind Waker and basically games like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is like kind of taking cell shading to a whole new level. So excited about Damon X Machina.
1: One thing I want to talk about just about Marvelous real fast, not even Marvelous, but if we could get a character either from Marvelous, Level 5, or Atlas in Smash, which one would you like? I'm curious.
0: I'm pretty what sure, if we're being realistic, the character that's most likely to show up in Smash is an Atlas character. I mean, Sword Fighters- What about Layton? ...have, have a whole bunch of space in in Smash for some reason. True, Layton's but Professor weird. Layton.
1: He's weird, that's why he's perfect.
0: Uh, personally, if 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 it's if I had a choice, I'd rather see like Phoenix Wright in a Smash game. That's right? cat. Agreed. Um, yeah, but yeah, I no, know. he's he's like if I'm gonna have a point and click adventure character, I'd pick uh Phoenix Wright over. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would agree. All right,
0: all right. So next up, Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, not a whole lot to say about this game other than the fact that I think it looks infinitely better than when they showed it at E3 in mm. I guess it was twenty. 20- 17 because they didn't show this game this year. Mm-mm. It looks a lot better and I like that it has like a flip side mode where you can play the courses in reverse. Uh, but that being said, it looks pretty similar to Yoshi's Woolly World. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just Mm-mm. it's. I feel like this game took too long to come out and is not innovating on the Yoshi front.
1: No, I don't think it really is. And I'm almost wondering if they should innovate and if they should, how do they innovate at this point? I feel like Yoshi's kind of a... If that's what it's solved, it's a solved kind of formula for the game. You could only either do spin-offs, which aren't the same thing, or you take the series in sort of a direction that you might think is good, some people might not, like you end up with New Island, got some very mixed reviews, even though it was you know, attempting to be that formula people liked. It had some new stuff. It didn't like that. Plus, it's a dated formula as well. You have to think about, like, you know, not all these games live up with the same formula in this modern gaming era. Things get stale. I don't know. So, Very true. I feel like Yoshi's kind of in a weird predicament in that Agreed. regard. I don't know. Well, and so- it's weird
0: because, like, this is the second, I would say, spin-off game that they're trying to treat like a mainline game. So, it makes me wonder if... Yoshi mainline games will continue to be in this woolly, you know, crafted style. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I just it, think like I don't I'm do happy that. we have Yoshi. It's it's good to see a character that's has a, a not as big as Pokemon, Mario, Zelda. You know, he doesn't push units, but he's not forgotten. Like say F Zero, Ice Climbers, Kid Icarus, which I'm waiting for my my new Kid Icarus game. You know, he gave me Uprising. I loved Uprising. Please, <laughs> please. Um, But uh, I'm glad to see him not being forgotten. He's still getting games, and we don't have to wait for 10 years for a new Yoshi game like some others.
0: Exactly. All right, so next up, we have a handful of games from Asmodee. Uh, I can't even say this name. Carcassoni? Carcassoni? Lord of the Rings, The Living Card Game, Pandemic, Catan Universe, uh, Munchkin. All these games are popular tabletop card games. Mm-hmm. I've never played any of them. I have nothing to say on them. I think it's great that the Switch is getting games like this, mm-hmm. but it makes me wonder why Activision Blizzard isn't releasing really uh, oh my god, what's it called? Their stupid card game that they have. Hearthstone? Really Hearthstone. There you go. Wow. Yeah, it makes okay. me wonder why, why Activision Blizzard isn't putting Hearthstone on the Switch. I think it's like the perfect Mm-hmm. Switch, especially now that we're seeing other tabletop card games yeah. making their way onto the switch i i'm starting to think that activision blizzard needs to get their stuff together with this game
1: agreed um i've played pandemic and i've played Catan, and i'm excited for that i've played munchkins but i from what i can tell it's not going to be the card game it to be a weird dungeon crawler they said so i don't know what to expect from that um but i'm i'm fans of what i've seen i'm glad they're here um the others i don't care too much about them honestly like i'm glad they're here but i don't i'm not gonna rush out to buy a pandemic again or anything um
0: it just makes sense for the platform if i'm being honest yeah it's more about them making sense for the platform rather than my general interest in them
1: i agree with that yeah but i think it's actually good for the lord of the rings card game that hearthstone isn't on here to compete i think that'll sort of boost it just you know, gives it a chance to succeed where Hearthstone won't just kill any imitators who try to be on the Switch. <laughs> True. Um so I think it's good for just the company to to get that on the Switch before Hearthstone happens. I don't know.
0: The next the next game I wanna talk we're gonna talk about though is one that I'm not necessarily excited for, but I totally see the merit of it being on the Switch, pretty much just like the Asmode games that are coming out. Mm-hmm. It's Sigmar Civilization Six. Mm-hmm popular popular franchise it's been popular for decades, decades. now mm-hmm. very good get for the switch i mean i know that's a really big game but it's also not graphically intensive so it makes me i think the switch can totally handle a game like this and i know my after party is so happy that this game is coming out
1: yeah i know a lot of civ fans i never actually played civ that's actually the excuse i need to get into it Um, The one thing I'm hearing, though, is that Civ 6 isn't good. 5 is the best. 6 is meh at best, which I'm, like, kind of hesitant about then. But also, I don't know. No excuse to know either.
0: I honestly haven't played a Civilization game since 3, and that one wasn't so good. Uh, 2 was better, in my opinion. But, I mean, I'm glad that it's there. I think it's very good for for fans of this that they have Mm -hmm. the portability option with the Switch and I yeah. think that's what has a lot of people excited about this announcement. Uh, yeah,
1: because the the game can be kind of daunting, and that's why it's daunting for me. One turn can take several hours in, like, late game, and that's something I can't really afford to play once it gets kind of late game like that. So exactly portability so, definitely is a boost for that.
0: Exactly. Next up is a game that I'm highly anticipating, and the more they show of it, The more i want it starlink battle for atlas yes Uh, we talked about this game extensively this is the game from ubisoft that will use nfc characters and is going to do the thing that nintendo couldn't do is that they're giving us a star fox and an an arwing in an amiibo form essentially so yeah and the the update that they showed here for this game was that the star fox missions are more than just a cameo. It's like a set of missions that will include Starf you know, Fox McCloud, Peppy, Falco, and Slippy Toad. They will be your backup team in this game. And then they showed Star Wolf as the antagonist of those missions. He Love misses it.
1: food back on Corneria, area though, but understandable Apparently, I
0: yes. guess. <laughs> so yeah, that is so cool. Like at first when they showed Star Fox as being in the game during uh, E3 this year, that got me hype. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's more than just a mere crossover—that Star Fox has his own set of missions—that's mm-hmm. phenomenal to me.
1: Yeah, um, I'm I'm extraordinarily excited for this game. I don't know why, but it looks it looks so good. It looks so fun. It looks cool to explore to play Star Fox. Just enough said with that. But. I'm also concerned that it is Toys to Life. I'm running out of room for my amiibos as it is. I'm running out of money for my amiibos as it is. <laughs> um, unfortunately. And I'm am worried about like the longevity of it too. I feel like if you make a game like the Toys to Life games aren't sustainable, I feel. I think that's the big issue. And if well, you I
0: think what killed the Toys to Life is the the whole like conceit of them being annualized. I think mm-hmm. if you space you know the toys to life games out so mm-hmm. that they don't come out every year yeah they might they, they might sit better and that yeah. gives you time to make a better game in general yeah. it doesn't hurt that this is a cross-platform title like it's going to be on the xbox and the ps4 so considering the audiences that those two consoles have it makes me hope that they're trying to skew this game so that it fits a more all-ages you know uh you know but
1: sure, could play it. Whereas yeah. Skylanders, as an adult, I could not play Skylanders. Disney Infinity, I might <laughs> play because of the sandbox or toy box mode, but there's no appeal beyond that.
0: And as hype as I am about the whole Star Fox connection that it has, mm-hmm. this game does really remind me of No Man's Sky. But yeah. Like, hopefully it's better than what No Man's Sky was at launch. People- well with At no man's
1: yeah it got better but with no man's sky it's just because it was it was aimless and mindless there was no objective and there is little motive to play with this there's a story there's constantly things to do there's missions side quests that's no Man's Sky just doesn't have and still kind of struggles with to an extent um and i feel like it should avoid all problems it only looks that way because it's got similar themes and similar graphics um and i i totally see it too but it looks fun it looks like i want to come back to this world to the atlas star system i want to explore it i like with no Man's say you have a game that's like you're supposed to explore but a lot of time, you don't want to explore it either this i want to explore there's a lot to it yeah. that i like
0: Exactly. So yeah, I'm excited about this game and I'm excited about the prospects of the game. The Star Fox crossover aspect of it Mm -hmm. is something that I really look forward to. And I just have high hopes for this game and I don't necessarily think that Ubisoft is going to drop the ball on this. And Ubisoft Mm -hmm. has had a nice track record on the Switch with Mario Raiders Kingdom Battle. So I'm just Mm -hmm. hoping that they're able to really capitalize on this. And their Nintendo crossovers have been very true to what Mm -hmm. Nintendo is. Like, as silly as a game like Mario Plus Rabbits is, the Mario characters themselves were very true to form. And the same can be said about uh, the Donkey Kong DLC. Mm-hmm. Like, those characters feel the way they should feel, which is good. And I hope that they take that same kind of, like, ferocity that they had to protect the Nintendo IP in that game as they do in this game. Like, I want Star Fox to feel like Star Fox. I want playing to feel like playing a Star Fox game.
1: So far it seems very accurate just from what we've seen. Um and I like how Luigi Dabs like you'd expect Luigi to dab a Nintendo game. That's that made my heart just melt. Um but jokes aside there. Um uh it comes out Battle Starlink Battle for Atlas comes out very soon, actually. It comes out like this coming up. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's coming up, which has for me like kind of worried away. for my wallet, because I'm not in a good spot financially right now. But oh, and also it's an expensive
0: game if you get the Switch bundle.
1: Yeah. That's just Toys to Life in general is expensive though. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see when we cross that bridge, but I'm I'm definitely excited for it. I thought for sure it'd take longer for this game to come out too. This this came out fairly quickly, which is I'm glad. Hmm. Yeah. Well
0: I mean they they announced it two E threes ago. And was it two? Yeah. I guess it was two, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Two two okay. E threes ago. Uh Seems but like just it was quiet for a while on that front, but mm-hmm. since this E3 they they've been pretty forward in, in putting this game into the forefront of our minds. Uh I feel like they're pushing this game more than they're pushing uh the other game that looks really dope for the Switch. Uh can't remember, it's the one with all the motorcycles and you're basically killing yourself doing stunts.
1: Oh um oh I know what you're talking about. Trials. Trials, trials not fusion, yeah. but the uh, new one. Yeah. yeah,
0: the new trials game. Like I feel like it's gone to the wayside, while mm-hmm. they've really pushed this game.
1: I feel like when they're pushing this game, it means it's gotta be good. I feel like they were pushing Nintendo and Ubisoft are pushing Mario Plus Rabbits, and it was good. You know, I think if they push it, they know it'll see the it'll be as good as they hope it will. But they want to make sure it gets the audience that it deserves, so they push it a bit more. You know, Trials has its fan base; it's smaller fan base, but it will sell what it needs to sell at the same time. A new IP is always kind of a precious thing where it's like, it has to succeed.
0: (laughs) It has to succeed. Well, that's what makes this crossover so appealing is that, Mm -hmm. like, the overall game is a new IP, but the fact that you're going to have, like, these characters that, for the most part, you should know because they're Mm -hmm. Nintendo mainstays, like, that gives the game some clout, at least on the Switch front. Xbox and PS4 users... On the other hand, won't have these characters Mm -mm. to play with.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: But next up, we have a game that I adored on the DS. The World Ends With You, Final Remix. I love this game on the DS. Mm -hmm. I love this game on on iOS as well. So excited that this game is coming on Switch. And it's going to have new content, which the iOS version did not have. So there's new story content Mm -hmm. in this game. This is a great game. Uh, this is made by the same team that makes Kingdom Hearts, so it has a great uh, uh, art style. The characters are really endearing. Uh, even though Neku is kind of a dick when you start this mm-hmm. game, you do grow to love him as a character. He's not like Travis Touchdown, where you love to hate him. Mm-hmm.
1: No, uh, The World Ends with You is great. Played the DS version, not the iOS version. I'm so excited to rediscover it. I'm a bit hesitant. It's like a forty dollar game, though, right? Which is a bit. I'm not sure I want to pay forty for it. I got I got my another used copy from at GameStop recently for like eight (laughs) dollars. So
0: my thing is that like I want them to make a sequel to this game so mm -hmm. bad. I think this is. I keep buying it on every platform. Right. Every time they release it on a new platform, I buy it because I really want them to just take your money to this game. Now, yeah. what I do like is that the characters have been incorporated into Kingdom Hearts. I was about to uh, transition
1: to that, actually. Yeah, in Dream Drop Distance.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so these characters are at the forefront of uh, of Square's mind. Uh, so hopefully...
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're frozen.
0: <laughs> right to the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Uh, you froze they for did a bit the whole... there. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, hopefully that, you know, if at the very least they don't put the... Uh, you know, don't release a sequel that they, at the very least, add them to, uh, more integration into Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, got it. Uh, next up, they showed a lot more of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Torn of the Golden Country DLC. Uh, I like the fact that this is being released as a standalone game. Um, I don't really want to talk about this game now because I want to play it before I have any real thoughts on it. So, Because the Xenoblade games, they're really hard to discuss unless you have a... Grash understanding. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not as stoked as a standalone game. I think, you know, Super Luigi U is a standalone game and that was free, you know, or at least in the other sense on the Wii U, it was paid DLC. But it's also big enough to be its own game. Granted, Xenoblade is bigger than a lot of other things, more ambitious. Um, But I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad that I because it's coming to a time when I'm actually really, really itching to go back and rediscover Xenoblade 2. Also, exactly. Xenoblade. I've
0: had that same itch. Ever since mm-hmm. I beat that game, I've been wanting to replay it, but the problem with that game is that that's a game that needs to be sat on. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just dive right back into that game. You need to let it rest, let mm-hmm. the themes of that game sit with you, analyze them, and appreciate them. And then come back to them at a later time. And in my mind, that's a game that I'll probably like. I was saying earlier this episode, there are games that I play like maybe once a year. Mm -hmm. This is a game I see myself playing once every two to three years.
1: Agreed. Um, I didn't have the same itch right after I beat it, but I definitely have the itch now. Like beginning of September, late August is like I kind of want to play a Xenoblade game, and I don't want to go back and play X set up on Wii U. Even though I really want to play X Two was kind of in the forefront. isn't that DLC slash new game coming out soon
0: though? Maybe I should look at that. I also end of this month.
1: I also just got an email from Nintendo two actually, days ago. Actually, it's
0: out now. If you if you have the DLC pack, uh, if you bought the the DLC bundles, you can play the game now. Yeah. So it comes out next week. Actually, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm I think it. it's going to fly under the radar for even fans who have the first game though. Like, I don't know why. I feel like it's flying under my radar for a bit. But I got an email from Nintendo for a download code for some extra items in the, in the main game. So I'm glad I got those. So check your emails if you haven't. You might have code too.
0: All right. So I want to quick fire these next few titles just because there are so many and Nintendo didn't yeah. really provide a lot of info on them. Mm-hmm. So we had Warframe, Just Dance 2019, FIFA 2019, Team Sonic Racing, NBA 2K19, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, LEGO DC Super Villains. all those games coming on the Switch. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not interested in almost all of these games. The only game here that really gets me excited is Team Sonic Racing, and even then, the Sonic Racing games always kind of feel a little bit like bootleg Mario Kart games. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I applaud Sega for trying to enter that wheelhouse and competing on that front, even though Mario Kart pretty much has it on lock, and we still mm. don't know if we're gonna get a Mario Kart Nine on the Switch.
1: No. um, I think there's not much needs to be said. They are games, and they're coming to the Switch. That's all you need to know from me.
0: So, next up, we have a smorgasbord of games from Square Enix. And all of these games get me so hyped. My wallet in 2019 is going to cry.
1: Yeah, this blew blew my mind.
0: So, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was announced last week... But you could tell that it was kind of tied. The announcement was supposed to be tied to the Direct just because of the timing of when it was announced. It was announced the same day as the Direct was supposed to happen. But Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles HD, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles has a special place in my heart um, because before this game came out, Nintendo and Square had drama and... square did not release a single game on the nintendo 64 and when they finally did make a game for a nintendo console it was for the gamecube and it was final fantasy christy chronicles and it's just a great game uh not the best final fantasy game by any stretch of the imagination but it has a special place in my heart i want to talk more about the square nintendo beef uh of of the uh nintendo 64 era in a later episode because it does merit a conversation but we don't have enough time to get into that today because we are running long because we have so much to talk about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was announced. Also tied to that leak was Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition, which is available now, at least Mm -hmm. the first episode. Uh, I have not played this game in any format. I did download it on my mobile device. I haven't had a chance to play it yet because I was crossing my fingers for a Switch release. Uh, Because I knew that if we were going to get any version of Final Fantasy XV, it would be the Pocket Edition. So excited that it is on the Switch. And even though the art style leaves much to be desired, as far as I can tell, the story is identical. They're not changing Mm -hmm. any of the story or any of the, the actual missions that you will be partaking in in the Pocket Edition. Whether that will hold true or not is an entirely different story, but I'm glad to see that it's here we finally have Final Fantasy XV on the Nintendo Switch. Next up, uh, World of Final Fantasy Maxima Edition. Now, this is a game that I believe was exclusive to the PS4 and it's he a bit of well an odd, odd Final Fantasy game.
3: Mm-hmm. But uh,
0: I I really like the art style in this game. The, the way the chibi characters look kind of wish that they had applied that to the pocket edition of mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XV. Uh, yeah. Very good game uh, as far as I've heard good things about this game, but I've also heard bad things about this game. I was so. not a
1: fan, honestly. I, I love the art, but for, I, it's lacking everywhere else for
0: me. I look forward to at least you know, getting my hands on it and making the determination myself. Okay. Uh, one game that I am excited about because I do know that it's good is Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Yes, I'm so excited. First off, we don't get enough Mystery Dungeon games no. here in the West. Uh, Just in I general, enough for me. Still- Pokemon explored that like genre, uh, pretty heavily in the mid two thousands, but then they kind of dropped off of the face of the earth. Uh, but the I mean, we got Super happened. Mystery Dungeon
1: for a while. We got Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon, and Chocobo is like it. But I don't. If, did we get Chocobo in the West actually?
0: I oh, I think we did on the DS. I think okay. At least I've played the DS version, and it is a very. Mm-hmm. cutesy game but man is it a lot of fun like uh-huh. you can't hate on this game because of the no. art style because it feels great like
1: i i'm so excited mm-hmm. agreed
0: uh next up final fantasy 12 the zodiac age now there's a long crazy history to final fantasy 12 uh-huh. uh But we are apparently getting the good version of Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy XII with the Zodiac Age. Uh, Excited to see this game on a Nintendo platform. Uh, And portable. The Mm -hmm. the portability of this will really help this game, in my opinion. All right. So next up, these next three games that Square is releasing, I think, have been the talk of the time. Final Fantasy VII, Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster. Mm -hmm. 10 10 All coming 10, to the yeah. Nintendo Switch in uh, twenty nineteen. First off, Final Fantasy Seven on a Nintendo platform.
1: Cloud now and, makes sense in Smash Bros.
0: Not just that, but <laughs> the what I was saying earlier about Square and Nintendo having that drama. trauma. Mm-hmm. that started with Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven began its life as a Super Nintendo game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But when the when the platforms changed to the PS1, uh, Sega Saturn, Nintendo 64 era, Square drew a line in the sand, and they decided that CDs were the way to go, and that their next Final Fantasy game would be on a CD platform. Obviously, we all know what it did for the PlayStation 1. I believe the success of Final Fantasy VII directly correlates with the popularity of the PlayStation. Mm
3: -hmm. That
0: game looked so good back in 1997 Mm -hmm. that it literally launched the PlayStation into the stratosphere. And all the drama between Nintendo and Square at the time left a bad taste in my mouth because Final Fantasy VI was such a good game. Final Fantasy III here for those unfamiliar with the numbering of the Western Final Fantasy games. But yes, Final Fantasy VI was fantastic. And the fact that Square and Nintendo had any kind of drama to the point where Square would completely not work with them, that says so much about what the console wars were like in that era. And now Final Fantasy seven on the Switch. Portable Final Fantasy seven This is the... I know it's not the first time because you could do the remote play on the PSP and the PS Vita, but that's not the same as what's happening here. This is a completely portable version of Final Fantasy VII on a Nintendo console, and I love that idea. And I love the fact that these three games are some of my favorite. I am super upset that Final Fantasy VIII isn't on this list, though. I I do have to say that because Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite Final Fantasy game. I don't care what you say about Squall looking like Leonardo DiCaprio. It doesn't matter. The game is dope. But these are all really good gets. Now, X 2 2 is not my favorite Final Fantasy game, but it's still a pretty good one. I mean, it's still better than 13. Um be mad at me if you want. Well, I'm
1: like they dropped the Final Fantasy bomb. The just got bombarded just massive Final Fantasy, overwhelming. There's so much Final Fantasy. There's so much just Square Enix on the Switch right now. And that was all a lot all at once for me. That's like, I believe, 10 games, if not nine. I've had math weird in my head. It was a I honestly to think 10 it's 10 the f- to one game or two or blah. I don't know.
0: I think Square saw the, the immense, like, uh backing that Octopath Traveler got when mm-hmm. they did that first demo and they were like you know do the survey and you know we'll, we'll, when you with the we'll take these survey results and we'll make the appropriate changes and I think they were blown away by the amount of people who played Octopath's de- demo did the survey and they're like this is a viable platform for us like, mm-hmm. look at all the people that play this demo and the sales for Octopath Travel. Like, they sold out mm-hmm. immediately. Like, it's still kind of hard to find a copy mm-hmm. of Octopath Because so they I-
1: didn't expect it to sell as well as it did even.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, I think they saw that Octopath was a runaway hit. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we can utilize this platform to do a greatest hits. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. This is a greatest hit. It really of is. Square titles. I mean, mostly Final Fantasy. But, but they have to roll them into a few. Like, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is like their greatest hits all rolled in to one you know, portable console. This is, this is so good, and it's so nice to see Square just really working with Nintendo again, especially after all the drama. And like I said, we will definitely talk about the beef between Square and Nintendo in a later episode because it merits its own episode. It merits a full-on episode to talk about. Drama between the two presidents of these two powerful companies in Japan at that time.
1: But if this is the greatest hits, where's my Super Mario RPG?
0: Where's my Super NES Classic Edition?
1: I still don't have one. Actually, I'm sorry. I, they came back, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really need it. But I'm then like, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> um, but hopefully, we just get it on the Switch. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Probably not, but oh well.
0: I definitely um, think it'll come. Hopefully. All right, so um, lastly, as far as the Nintendo Switch is concerned, game on the game front, more Smash Brothers. Isabelle was announced in Smash. And if you're an Animal Crossing fan, you're probably really happy because not only was Isabelle announced in Smash, but Nintendo trolled us a second time. They trolled us last month with King K. Rule uh in in a as a playable character with the ddd trailer but they they, they trolled us even harder this time they had that whole thing where tom nook is like watching the trailer on, well he was actually watching the direct on his computer the direct ends and he's like oh i'm so proud of isabelle uh being in you know being in smash you know so good for her i have but i have my own job to do and then they did the title card Welcome to Animal Crossing. So now Animal Crossing fans can finally shut up. You're getting <laughs> your game, and I'm so happy for you. I, I like really. I know I disparage Animal Crossing a lot, but I'm really happy for the Animal Crossing fans because you guys have been calling for a console Animal Crossing game since the Wii. Not the Wii U, since the Wii, because the Wii U got that terrible Animal Crossing Mario Party style game.
1: Well, but after yeah. New Leaf, we had City Folk then to New Leaf, so there wasn't really a good way to do that because Wii and then Wii U flopped. I don't know. I feel like New Leaf was just kind of the way to go. Um, I was, as a huge Animal Crossing fan, I never really... I thought it was about... I'm surprised we're getting one this early, honestly. I don't know what all the rest of the fans are talking about. If I get an Animal Crossing within you know, 10 years, I'll be happy. These things take a while to make and a while to localize, in my opinion. Um. So, like New Leaf, I've been waiting. New Leaf took me, like, heartaches upon heartaches upon heartaches, just waiting for news and news and release dates and news. So to to actually see this happen so soon does make me kind of happy. I.
0: Well, and it makes sense. Like the the Switch is the perfect platform. If we look at how successful Animal Crossing: New Leaf was, and even Happy Home Designer, and how successful. Uh, if not like uh, infamous Animal Mm -hmm. Crossing uh, Pocket Camp has been. like We're seeing that the Animal Crossing franchise may work best on a portable console, and the fact that the Switch is both home and portable console really makes a lot of sense for for there to be an Animal Crossing game on this particular platform. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think they were just waiting for the right style of console for Animal Crossing, and they finally have it in the Nintendo Switch. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you guys are getting your game. I'm happy for you. I know it seems like I'm being facetious, but I'm truly not. Alright, so last but not least, we have to talk about, I think, the biggest drag of the Nintendo Direct, and that was the Nintendo Switch Online service. They didn't really make a whole lot of new announcements for the service, so they reiterated the price point, so... One month is going to be $3.99, three months is going to be $7.99, 12 months is going to go for $19.99, and if you have two or more accounts on multiple consoles, mind you, not just one system, you can have multiple consoles, you can have a 12-month account for $34.99. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. No matter how you slice it, these are good price points. The problem being is that we don't know certain things about this. We know that you have to have this to play games online going forward, minus free to play games like Fortnite. Fortnite will be able to be played without this service. But we don't know if you're going to have dedicated servers going forward and that's something we sorely need. One would, I would imagine and I would hope that if you want Smash to work as a competitive online game, that there will be dedicated servers going forward. Mm-hmm. We cannot have the same kind of debacle that we had on the Wii and the Wii U with Smash.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they reiterated that the Nintendo Entertainment System classic games will be there, but now with uh, the online, the ones with multiplayer will have online multiplayer functions. So you can play Dr. Mario, the, the original Dr. Mario, online. Okay. Uh, of course, you're going to have your save data cloud. Although we're finding out there are certain games that are not compatible with save data. With the, with the cloud, like uh, Splatoon 2 being one of them, and uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee will also not support the Save Data cloud. <laughs> they are going to update the smartphone app so that other games are functional, uh, which is nice because I think that app is lacking a whole lot. I mean, it right really now is. it's pretty much just there for splatnet too mm-hmm. i feel like they should have rolled out something for arms when arms was mm-hmm. at its peak yeah should have something should have launched with arms like agreed voice or something uh or at least like a stat tracker like how many matches you've won lost mm-hmm. that should have been integrated all that stuff is so we know that more stuff is going to be added to that app and hopefully they upgrade the uh the voice chat features a little bit more uh They also announced special offers for members, but they didn't elaborate on what that is. Although, if you do buy a 12-month membership in Splatoon uh, Splatoon 2, you will get an exclusive gear set. So we Mm -hmm. did see that. So basically, they just reiterated everything we already knew, and that's really disappointing because there's still a lot of questions that we have about Mm -hmm. their online service. And personally, I want them to be striving for as bad as xbox is this console generation you still really can't talk trash about their paid service like it's Mm -hmm. still probably the best online paid service that there is and sony has gotten a lot better but i mean they only did paid service this console generation so there's still a little bit of a learning curve on sony's end although the model is fairly similar to what xbox is doing Mm -hmm. um but they also have the playstation plus which is You know, which kind of expands upon that on their online service, although that's a separate price point in and of itself. All right. But the last thing they did was that they showed something that I'm super excited about. I love this idea. So if you, you know, sign up for the uh, Nintendo Switch online service, you may want to buy yourself a set of these new NES wireless controllers for the Switch. They're going to be retailing at $59.99. And they can be docked onto the Nintendo Switch so that they can be charged. And you can play the NES retro games using a standard NES controller. And it looks... It's awesome. I want a pair of these. Now, I like the fact that it's not just one controller. You get two controllers for the price that they're asking. Which, I mean, yeah, they... It's another set of controllers for the Switch, but yeah. If you're going to play these old-school NES games... Best controller to play with is the original, and I like I like the idea. Although they are only going to work with the uh, NES uh, classic games that are going to be on the Switch, and they will not work uh, for anything any other else. Games, and they don't work when they're plugged into the system, mm. so they can't be used for Mario Kart, which totally makes sense because. I don't know if you've paid attention to how this system looks when you plug the controller in, but there's no way you're going to be able to play a video game enjoyably like mm-hmm.
3: that. No, still,
0: I like the idea of them. I like the idea of them, and I think I will grab myself a pair because, hell yeah, man, Dr. Mario is one of my favorite games of all time, and with the online functionality of Dr. Mario, I'm going to want to play on that controller.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Just really fast, I want to just say, I can guarantee these controllers are getting scalped. I can guarantee it. It makes me sick. But get them early, guys, because they are getting scalped.
0: I didn't even think about that, but you're 100% right. I totally see these things being scalped because everything that Nintendo puts out that is dope gets scalped.
3: Mm-hmm. Everything that's so, yeah, retro. I totally see scalped. that
0: happen. But still, I mean, I like the idea. And mm-hmm. it's cool that they're, they're coming out with a set of controllers to tie into their online service. Mm-hmm. The only thing is I really wish they had expanded on the online. They This was a 38 minute direct, mm-hmm. which is why there was so much to cover in this episode of the Nintendo power zone. But they really, really should have just given us the information that we truly want to know about the online service.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Are we going to have online, you know, dedicated service for specific games? Like it like games like arms and Splatoon will really mm-hmm. benefit from them. Uh, it's not so much of an issue with Pokemon Tournament because Pokemon Tournament uses Bandai servers, and mm-hmm. Bandai servers are really good. But, I mean, we have a Smash game coming out fairly soon, like December 7th. The, we, we, we desperately need more information, and we're not getting it, but I guess we'll find out tomorrow because this service will launch on the 18th of September, which, as of the date of today's recording, is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to play your Mario Kart, your Splatoon, and your ARMS online, you got to sign up for the service and you got to do it fairly quickly. There is a seven-day trial, though, so you can go ahead and sign up for that. Mm -hmm. So that pretty much covers the entire Direct. Guys, I know this was a long episode, so I'm going to do my best to break this episode down into segments. Uh, just to make this a little bit more digestible uh, for you guys. So, I promise I won't make you listen to like a three hour long episode all at once. We'll go ahead and break this down. I think I'll do the new segment and the 3DS segment as the first part, and then the Switch stuff all as its own second part just for that. All right. But, uh, Brendan, do you have any closing thoughts on this direct? What are your overall thoughts on the direct?
1: It's very strong. A lot of third-party support that I think the Switch truly needs. And I think we're gonna see even more third party code down the line. In terms of the first party stuff, I'm surprised that there's still stuff that we kinda don't know about yet and haven't seen. You haven't seen the Retro Studios project. You haven't seen Metroid Prime 4. Um, we we haven't seen the I forget what's called the like the the amount of the soft stuff. There's a lot of stuff we still they have cards; they can still play, which blows my mind. That the direct was once as good as it was without those, and two that we got these cool cards that we were shown, like Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion is coming back again, like that's that's instantly a win for the direct just off the bat. You're right, um, so I'm I'm glad that that's it was a very strong direct. Lots of games, lots of cool announcements. Online still a bit disappointing. I agree. But overall, the Direct was really good. should have been E3 one, like you were saying.
0: I honestly think this is the best Direct we've had in, like, three years. In three like, years? In three years. And that includes, you know, the the recent... Like, most games I think they've announced in a Direct ever. Like, I could be wrong, but I think we rattled off, like... 30 games i think we specific i think we talked about 30 different games and that's across both platforms mind you Mm -hmm. but still that is a lot of games and for the most part even though a lot of them ports, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: i am excited to get my hands on a lot of is all the final fantasy games that are coming out Mm
3: -hmm.
0: i want the world ends with you i want uh you know obviously we have the new titles like Yoshi's Crafted World, Demon X Machina, Luigi's Mansion Three. Jesus, Luigi's Mansion Three.
3: Oh, that's Starlink Battle, Battle for Atlas mm-hmm.
0: and Starlink, and then you know continued support for Splatoon, which mm-hmm. honestly can be an evergreen title for Nintendo. The way that Mario Kart and uh, and Mario Party games are supposed to be like those games that Nintendo can continue to support for years on and are guaranteed mm-hmm. system sellers. Like all these all this content that we're getting for for a game like splatoon i love it and that's just and that's coming off the heels of the octo expansion that came out you know at during e3 mm-hmm. so there's just so much stuff to look forward to going forward that i honestly like i said i think this is the best direct nintendo's had in three years basically since iwata died mm-hmm. this has been the best direct so yeah i that's that's all I have to say on the direct. I think it was the best one. Uh, but, guys, we got to let you go. But before we do, we got to hit you up with these social media links. You can hit me up on Twitter at Nice1983. You can email me at nice one ninety three at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Nintendo Power Zone. If you're a fan of this podcast, you can watch us live here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Nintendo PowerZone. But if you want to listen to just the audio, you can download us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and stream new episodes on Stitcher Radio. Uh go ahead and shout out Jaden. Uh it's at Jaden Winstong on Twitter, uh twitch.tv slash jaden winstong. And uh Brendan, go ahead and take it away.
1: Uh at vking Blues, blues always spelled B-L-O-O-Z on both Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Um at King Blues. Um, as well as I want to just point out that um, a little while ago I did a Super Nerds um, video interview with um, good friend or good good person uh, Christopher Stoll, um, author of Poke Anatomy, um, and I want to say that there's more Super Nerds coming. With the move, it's been a bit tricky, but I want to get more content out there, specifically uh, Super Nerds in particular. All right, that's all I have to say though.
0: Awesome, so guys, there's more great content here on the channel to look forward to. Uh, We're going to be doing more unboxing videos. I'm going to have more uh, uh, live gameplay sessions. And I'm definitely going to do another episode of Pixelated Places in the near future. So, guys, look forward to all of that. But for myself, I'm Nice One. That's been Blues. And Jaden dipped out earlier in the show. But we all love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. And remember, stay fresh.
2: Get it? I really do. Anyway, back to Nintendo Switch. Oh yes, that's yes. that's what we were talking about today. I forgot. Yeah. Now this is the uh, shaving podcast. Now we're just we're done. We're, d- we're done with. <laughs> I
3: can't even do it. All right, let's
2: do this. It's been a long day. I've been up since five. <laughs> that's on you, son. All right. Oh, I think he just went. Oh
1: <laughs> no! Like, like, let's start, and then. But it froze. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Come on now. Now
3: yeah, right, you're you
0: good. good. let shut of up.